0: what's up everybody welcome
1: to another episode of downtime with down sorry, episode 179 and today we're here with my guy chubby chubby what's up bro how you doing
2: what's going on my brother how you feeling today man great bro um just glad to talk to you dude yeah it's been a while man uh we had like a like a good long talk uh about a month ago yeah that felt real good just to chop it up man but just on like some personal stuff so it was good to get out here on the pod and uh see what's gonna happen
1: here hell yeah man um guys this is Chubby's second time on the podcast first time went on was that was probably like in the 40s or the 50s
2: yeah 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 for sure for sure i think yeah definitely definitely starting up when we were starting up yeah we were starting up
1: for sure this is uh my boy from from atlanta uh chubby you always have a great outlook on everything and that's why we always have like awesome conversations you know um Dude, the last time that we were there for uh, what was it, Grid Life? When Prep and so I went life, down yeah, for, for the Grid Life. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, we went to Grid Life for one day, and I was like, bro, this is way too hot, man. Let's just go chill with Chubby.
2: <laughs> we hung out, man. We took uh, we took uh, uh, David fishing.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> met him at the lake, got him tour to around some lakes here uh, in uh, the local area. That's all he wanted
1: body. to do, bro. We had such a good time man. Um but like I said dude, every time that I hang out with you it's 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 like family, you know, and I love that vibe because I don't really get that from much people, you know? So yeah. every time that we get to hang out, it's always a it's always a good time, man. Um So for everybody listening right now, let us know where uh which area in Atlanta you're at.
2: Uh I'm smack dab uh downtown. Uh so I live about two blocks down from Martin Luther King's house. So I'm on the corner of Freedom Boulevard and Boulevard. So, got you. You know, it's right smack dab in the middle of everything. You know, we get uh with the current events going on, man. We get a lot of marches right down the road here on Freedom. Uh, being down the street from Martin Luther King's house, we get a lot of people. So it's a it's a big it's a busy area, man. Smack dab dab in the city. Yeah. So last
1: time that we talked, it was um probably around hmm, a little when COVID was already going down. Everything was on lockdown. And, uh, oh, it was about the the Charlemagne and yeah, Joe interview Biden and, uh, interview. Oh, Joe. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like uh, that was a crazy time right there, but everything just got way crazier after that.
2: Yeah, man. It, it, it really did, man. It just it went to zero to, like, a thousand even faster. Yeah. But like I said, when we were talking before, it was just cranking up. Excuse me. All the presidential things were cranking up and stuff like that. And then, like, now, like. The presidential stuff is there, but and then COVID is there. But, like, with everything else that's going on now, it's just more about, like, community. That's uh, that's in the news. Yeah. So it's a tough time, man. It's a tough time for everybody.
1: It definitely is, man. So uh, when everything first started ha- happening with uh, George Floyd, did you notice um, a lot of things happening in Atlanta as far as protest-wise?
2: Well, it is, but the crazy thing was, was the day that they started protesting, I think it was, like, a Saturday night or a Sunday I was actually in California. Oh, really? This all happened. When it happened, so yeah, about like a month ago, or I remember many weeks ago, it was. Mm-hmm. We uh, we rented an RV for four days, and yeah. we drove up and down PCH, uh, oh, so Highway shit. One. <laughs> so we went three. We went three days without service. So Friday, Saturday, and like most of Sunday. And our last stop on Sunday was supposed to be in Malibu. We rented this huge RV. We were gonna post up in Malibu, you know, get a sunset in spend the night, and then come home Monday. Gotcha. But maybe about an hour, like an hour outside of Malibu, like everybody's service came back on their phone, and it was just like uh, Santa Monica shut down, Malibu shut down, like people are riding, they're burning the uh, precinct in Minnesota. So we had no idea how hardcore it was yet. Wow. So it was pretty surprising, man. But like back home, like had no idea. All I knew was what we watched on the news, which was burning the precinct, that they were getting like through downtown Long Beach cuz I was staying in Long Beach at the time. Yeah. So man, but you know, everybody did what they had to do and you nah, know, I support them, really. Yeah. I really do.
1: Yeah. It's crazy, man. Well, seeing all that stuff happen, dude, it was just, it was hard for me not to go down there because for some weird reason, dude, like I'm always attracted to chaos, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, People you, are,
2: you're just you're curious.
1: Very curious. curious. You know, I, I like to see, I mean, I don't want to say that I like to or I enjoy it, but it's like when you're around, when life is actually happening, it makes you feel a little different. You know, yeah. it's it's one thing seeing things on the news and stuff like that, but to actually see it happen, Um, not even this situation, but like the fires that we've had out here in SoCal, I'm sure that shit looked crazy to you guys out there. That's for sure. But for yeah, us, definitely. dude, it was it was insane, man. And I'm I'm the kind of person that wants to get closer and closer and closer to yeah. get like right to that point where it's danger or not. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. I always say, man, like if you're not putting your life on the line sometimes, like are you really living life? Yeah. yeah and people look at me sideways for it, man. <laughs> but like sometimes you got to scare yourself, man. because if you're not scaring yourself, like you're not really taking your life all the way to the edge. So like when those protests were going on. You know, I told everybody, like, man, I wish I was back home to, like, you know, march with them just to, you know, be with them because, like, living in Atlanta is a predominantly black community here. Yeah. So, like, I feel what they're going through. You know, I've seen it firsthand, like, what they go through. So, man, I wanted to be here with them, man. But, like, being in Long Beach and seeing them run down there like that and seeing everything on the news, you know, I felt like I was with them the whole way. Yeah. The whole way, man.
1: Yeah. And this kind of goes along the talks of that we were having with the the, the whole Biden Charlemagne thing i was saying that you know sometimes you just need to throw a wrench in things and you know disrupt uh business as usual and to figure out like you know hey we're not gonna put up with this shit anymore whether it's racial racial injustice police brutality or whatever it comes down to i i feel that 2020 is definitely that year that everything's getting mixed up and once the dust settles we're gonna have to pick everything up and see where we're gonna go from here because the way that we were living pre-2020 it, it it wasn't right you know
2: yeah. it wasn't right and people were just they just adapt to it yeah you know? i mean they just got used to it they just say you know what uh this is just the way it's gonna be man we just gotta live it but man when they started burning stuff and they started like breaking stuff i said to myself i said man this time is different like it's gonna change and like and honestly without all that happening I don't think any change would have happened. I just thought, I just think people just would have swept under the rug as, oh, you know, they're marching, they're cool, you know, they're not hurting nobody, leave them alone. But like the rioting helped, like the, it's crazy to say, but like the looting helped, like it put people, like the government, the police people, it put them in a very uncomfortable situation, man. They're getting results, man. I mean, all over the world, man, all 50 states did a protest. I mean, everywhere here in the South, you see people knocking down Confederate uh, statues. Uh, they're banning the flag. So, like, it's making a difference, man. We got this huge mountain here in Atlanta called Stone Mountain. And everybody goes to Stone Mountain. If you ever lived in Georgia, like, you've been to Stone Mountain. I think it's, like, a three-and-a-half-mile, like, round-trip hike up a mountain and down. They do, like, laser shows at night. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, they put, like, snow on the mountain in the wintertime. But what makes it famous is on the side of the mountain is a big, like, a... Uh, like a carving inside the side of the mountain of a Confederate like leader, like a soldier. Got you. But like, people just threw it on the rug. Like, all right, man, there's a Confederate soldier on the side of the mountain. You know, ain't nothing we can do about it. We'll just keep on going to the mountain, hanging out, chilling. But they've been protesting hard. They've been, you know, messing it up. And so I think they're about to change it up, man. I think they're about to carve something new in it.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, as it should be. You know, yeah, uh, all yeah. of this shit, you know, even down to Christopher Columbus. You know, I remember learning about Christopher Columbus when I was a kid and I was like, yeah, well, this dude, he's a hero. Yeah. Until you become an adult and you actually read the real history of things and then you, you wonder like, yo, that's kind of crazy. Why did they even have a day after this person or statues or whatever? And, you yeah. know, you talk to some people and they're like, oh, it's just history. It's like, yeah, but we don't have to live in that history. We don't have yeah. to, we don't have to be reminded of that history anymore and yeah a lot of, a lot of things are gonna change man and a lot of people are not happy right now but Dude, they're
2: they're angry and like they're really 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 angry man and man it's hard for me to say this man but it's not that I get it yeah but it's just like man when you grow up in a place like a certain way around certain things you really can't help it and you know when I say like when people say like they don't know any better like, I hate using that phrase, but in actuality, like, they know, they don't know any better. Like, yeah. it's just what they were raised. You know, uh, last time we talked, we talked about, like, how people would vote and stuff like that. And it just depended on, like, what they watch. Yeah. So, like, if you, if the only, if you're, don't have cable, you just get five basic channels at the house. You get Fox News, uh, you know, CNN, your local news or whatever, and you're pretty much trapped into choosing a side, man. And it's crazy. But I think, like, as human beings, like, we can watch whatever we want to watch you know fox news cnn uh msnbc you know people who watch youtube and stuff like that like we're smart enough to choose and believe what's really real yeah you know what i mean like we should be able to watch everything like if you're very if you're conservative and all you watch is conservative news what, what good does that do you you know what i mean it's like eating spaghetti every day if you ate spaghetti every day you would think spaghetti is the best food ever. <laughs> yeah. If, you know what I mean? Like, if you watch one thing and that's the only thing you ever watch, you're you're never going to learn anything, man. And it's with anything, you know, Fox News, CNN, or whatever. So yeah. I, I think it's crazy, man. I think people need it involved, man, honestly. Yeah.
1: You know what? One of the uh, the craziest things I've seen, and then I it made me realize that, yo, we're in a different time right now. When in Atlanta, when they stormed um, CNN. Yeah. Dude, that was intense.
2: Yeah, dude, can I cuss on him? Let me just say whatever the fuck you want to say. <laughs> they fucked that shit up. <laughs> they fucked it up, and not only that, but like CNN is connected to Phillips Arena where the Atlanta Hawks play,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which is right next door to Mercedes Benz where the Falcons play. Like all our major shit, like Centennial Park, is like right there where CNN was. Saying they fucked that shit up. They burnt that police car. Yeah. They broke windows, but I was all for it, man, because if you're complaining about them messing that up, you got to complain on why they're doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't see... If all you see them is breaking windows, then you lost... Like, you just weren't paying attention to anything. Yeah. So, they had to do. They fucked that shit up, man. And people were mad. People were really, really angry about that. Oh, really? Dude, they were were living, man, because CNN's a homegrown, like, news network here in Atlanta. And, you know, they're they're liberals, so they normally play, you know, on the side of everybody here in Atlanta, but... Man, people people were pissed that uh people went into that.
1: Yeah, I I think that the media in in its entirety is guilty for all of this on both sides. You know the things that yeah. they spin, the things that they want to focus on, the clickbait that they use. I mean, they're they're causing a lot of this drama that's going on. That oh, at yeah. least that's how I feel.
2: Dude, I think just social media and media in general. 'Cause you you know, you'll get people who say, man, oh, the news is the news is fake. You know what I mean? They're saying they're biased, they just like this dude, they're paid to say this. But then that same person would go watch YouTube. But YouTube's basically the same thing because they get paid by yeah. no how many viewers they get. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's basically the same thing. Like I'm gonna have the craziest hot take so that way people just watch me just because it's either they believe it or it's because it's so dumb. Yeah. But like that's just media in general with anything.
1: Yeah, I, I had this conversation with uh with my son Christian. Um, I was telling because he understands YouTube and how how that works and how you make money from YouTube. And then he, we were talking about some story with like just a crazy clickbait like from the the the, the news media, right? Not on YouTube or anything, but just like a crazy uh, clickbait title that was going around. I'm like, you know what? The 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 news media they have no responsibility to us as citizens to provide us with correct information that's not their job their job is to sell advertisements so they can make money and the way that they get advertisements is because of the views that they get and how do they get a lot of views how do you get a lot how does logan paul get a lot of views on one video what does he have to do has to be a crazy title has to say some crazy ass shit Shit. yeah and then once you watch it for five minutes and you just realize that oh yeah that's that's really not what the title was saying. You already, you already did your service of giving You're them too late the view. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're too late. Yeah, man. It's crazy. So I blame like just media in, in general. You know what I mean? I think it's up to us to like cipher what we think is right or wrong, which for some people is even hard. You know what I mean? They're not saying anything about anybody, but everybody, you know, they have their own brain. So they think a certain way. So something that's important to me might not be important to you or another person. Yeah. So we don't, you know, we just don't focus on it. But, man, me- media messes everything up, man. Like, the Facebook ads. Like, Facebook's got to do a better job. You know, YouTube's got to do a better job. Just, we need to do a better job of just, like, picking through shit.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. This really feels like the time to destroy and rebuild. And yeah. I hope the destruction doesn't get any further than it has now. And I hope the rebuild starts soon. But right now, we're just in limbo, man. Who knows what's going to happen next month?
2: Dude, I'm thinking... In two or three weeks, like, COVID is going to spike back up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people are still going to be marching, which, you know, I'm I'm proud of them if they're still marching in a month or two months or, you know, three weeks or yeah, till the end of the year. I'm super proud of them. But I want the motherfuckers to be careful, too, man, because I still believe in it, man. Do you? You To a certain extent, man. I just know, like, I don't believe I'm going to get it, which is kind of naive, but I believe that it's out there. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: No, definitely. So like, I, I believe that it's out there for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, I just don't think it's as easy to get it as they say. But I do a pretty good job of like, keeping my distance from people. So like I haven't been like, like you know, like marching or I'm not in a car with four people or I'm not at the grocery store like, with 20 or 30 other people. I, I keep my distance, man. I mean, I'm in the house. Uh, I go to work. When I'm at work, I'm chilling. I'm not around nobody. But I think that second or third way is coming for sure, man. I yeah. think we're, like I said, I told you last time we were going to deal with this for three years.
3: Three years. So like
2: three years. So I'm like, I think it's good. Like the economy is going to bounce back. But just because people are like, fuck it. Yeah. But like a real threat of COVID, do I think three years, man, we're going to be, we're going to be still dealing with it, man. Wow.
1: How do you feel about what what was going on with the numbers where they were saying that people died of COVID um, that, that, you know, had other underlining illnesses? Uh, or and that the hospitals they're getting money for people that have died from COVID, like all of that stuff is is confirmed. You know, um, the numbers are definitely skewed, which yeah. which is gonna skew everything. You know, the yeah. say the number of people that died. I mean, I wonder what the real number is from the people that actually died from COVID itself.
2: Yeah, I'd say like like people dying from COVID itself is probably a little bit lower, but I do feel like. So if you had like a heart condition, yeah. you know what I mean? And they gave you 15 years to live with this heart condition. But now that you got COVID, you know, it could be down to seven years or five years or whatever the case may be. But then in three weeks, you die of that heart failure. Yeah. I and mean, who's not to say that like COVID, like he didn't die of COVID, but COVID probably sped up. Yeah. You know, that heart condition or that lung condition or whatever it is. So like. It's it skewed in a way, but I mean, in a way, he kind of did die from COVID, but just not directly from COVID. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, he had he had 15 years, and COVID cut it down to seven, so it it could have had something to do with it. You yeah. know, even though he died from a heart condition or whatever, but shoot, I mean, that's like like you said, man. Then again, it's just it's just news outlets, man. You know what I mean? If, if they put out, if they say. Uh, CNN puts out, oh man, you know, a million or two million people died from COVID. Like, you're going to click on and you're going to want to, like, listen to who they got on or, and, like, why they said that number is. So man, it's, it's part of the game, man. Yeah. You know, it's it's part of that game of life. And, like I said, it's still up to us to think, like, all right, man, if they say 500,000 deaths. I'll give them 350 or 330, and which it's still a lot of people. You know what I mean? Even if we don't get a direct number, think, like, the number is still big enough to, you should still fear it. Yeah. You know, I think I think I read somewhere today where they said uh, Florida got four thousand new cases for like a hundred some change, like deaths. Mm. So.
1: But then with that kind of stuff too, it's like when they have, um, say, the 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 beach just opened up last weekend. They say on Monday we have four thousand new cases. It's like how though people aren't going going to the beach and then right after that going to get tested, you know? Yeah. And then you keep seeing shit like that. And if you're a, a critical thinker, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So then it's just like, who the hell do I believe? Like At this point right now, I don't believe anybody. Yeah. I don't believe anybody at all. Uh, the most that I can do is collect as much information as possible and get down to the point as close as I can. But still, even that's hard.
2: Yeah, man. I think that's the smartest move, man. Honestly, Like I said, as long as you... You kinda live in fear, which is there's nothing wrong with, you know, what I mean just live in a little bit of fear, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your health, like your family, just take the precautionaries and be good, bro. Yeah. I mean look, three weeks ago, like I said, I still fear COVID. Three weeks ago I flew to LA. So <laughs> what was that like? You know what I mean <laughs> uh dude dude, it was going there was nerve wracking because I had been quarantined, like hardcore quarantine, I haven't even left the house in like two and a half months. Three months, you know? Whoa. And then one day, like, you know, I'm going to California. I'm going to, I'm, you know, I'm tired <laughs> of this. I'm going to LA. So I hop on a plane. I'm like, I'm like in like a shell, you know what I mean? I kind of got my hands crossed like this. I got my mask on. And it still kind of felt weird, man, because they were skipping every other seat. Mm-hmm. But like when the flight attendant would walk down the aisle, she still like rub against me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, I don't know how like how deeply they, they cleaned the plane yeah. or, you know, whatnot and stuff like that. So I was worried. Then I got to LA. Those three days happened. Uh, the rioting started happening. When I flew back, like the last thing in my mind was COVID. Like, yeah, I could think about was the marching. So that it's crazy to say like it took my mind off of it, but like I'm I'm back on that shit now. You back know, I mean, on I'm COVID? Saying, I'm back on the COVID shit, man. <laughs> I'm back on the COVID shit. But it, it, man, to me, it's like say it, it's just interesting, man, that like we can't fight this. Yeah. Or you know, like we can't beat it, or like there's no. There's no like direct like reason why this shit's here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just crazy and everybody can say like it's a man-made thing or like this and that but like shit man, it's just hard to believe. Like you know, like say man, it's just hard to believe anything. Yeah. So man, it it I can't think of anything like a reason for it, man. Yeah. Honestly.
1: No, definitely. It feels like it was put there for a reason. That's yeah. what it feels like for me. You know. Yeah. I can not recall the past election years, um, and especially in 2016, I don't know how how even weird things were that year because everybody assumed that Hillary was going to win in 2016. Yeah. Even she assumed that she yeah, was going to yeah. win. And it was that night. I remember watching it. It was that night where everything just changed and turned around. And, um, and then Trump ended up winning. So it, it kind of wasn't like... They felt they felt like they had it in the, in the bag, you know? So I don't yeah. remember anything weird, but they always say that come on an election year, there's a lot of uh, strange things that happen.
2: Yeah, I actually remember 2016, cause like I remember like it going like late. Yeah. Like, the ballots went late. It was like 1130 and it was like Donald Trump's, you know, gonna win the presidency. And I just thought to myself like, Man, what the hell, like what's happening here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so like, man, it it was a shock, man. And, uh, and personally, I think he's going to win it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not ashamed to say I'm not going to vote for him, but I just don't like their comments. They, they just win. You know, you get eight years of each party. I feel like yeah, we got eight years of Clinton, eight years of Bush, eight years of Obama. Like it's going to be eight years of Trump, like even if we like it or not. Yeah. And like with all that's going on, it might make it a little bit closer than what it should be. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't think enough people believe in Joe. Uh it's just gonna be tough, man. But my personal opinion, I would rather have Joe than Trump. Yeah. I think we talked about this before, and just like, you know, his policies might be kind of all right and things like that. The economy's been well while he's here. But man, he just treats people like shit. Yeah. And I just can't get down with that, man. Cause I, I travel like a lot internationally, domestically, but internationally. You know, you want to go somewhere, and like people ask you where you're from, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm an American. They look at you sideways and think like, oh, you know, Donald Trump. So it's it's just a it's a poor representation of us, and and that's why I I won't vote for him. Yeah, I
1: feel you, man. Um, I just don't. I don't know why they picked Joe Biden, dude. There was a lot of good candidates that just went on the wayside, and um, and just to be ended up like they just threw Joe Biden in there. It just it it feels like just a wild card, man. And I don't think it's gonna work. I do not yeah. think that it's gonna work. And it's gonna be four more years of Trump and you know, that's gonna be four more years of craziness. Because no matter yeah. what he does, having people at odds with each other, that's a problem, man. Yeah. And we need to get back to the point where we were after nine eleven, where everybody yeah. you're not you're not uh black, you're not white, you're not Asian. You're an American. Yeah. And no one's thinking like that right now, dude. Yeah. And that shit is yeah. a shame, man.
2: Dude, he he's... I mean, I, I know, like, last time when you were saying, like, people just... We just pick on Trump. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. We do pick on him. We don't give him a fair chance. But sometimes, man, he just brings that shit on his own. Yeah, You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, what the stuff he says, the stuff he tweets. Like, I don't think any president should tweet like, <laughs> yeah. as much as he do. You know what I mean? Like... Like, even, like, basketball players, you know, they have, like, PR people. Like, yeah, you know, you're going to control my account. You know what I mean? Get you a burner account, whatever the case may be. Yeah, But, like, who lets the president run his own, like, shit like that? <laughs> and then people read it and people are like, hell yeah, I like that shit. That's, that's what makes it even more crazy. He tweets some shit. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, a regular person wouldn't tweet that. Like, why would the president tweet some shit like that? <laughs> so I, I don't know, man. Uh, it's going to be crazy. I think. I think things might get just a tad bit better just because, like, people start are, are starting to not believe him, like, in his own corner. Yeah. I mean, like, the people he has around him, like, they're starting to think, like, oh, he's crazy. So my hope is if he gets four more years, that they kind of just, they just use him as a puppet. You just stand there and you let us take care of everything else. Yeah. Take Twitter shit away from him and, and just let it roll, man.
1: Yeah. I don't know, dude. I think that he's he's really uh, feeding into his home base because he knows that those people um, that the majority of the people that got him into the office, that's who he needs to speak to and and keep uh, on his side. And yeah. that's how I feel. But I really, really think that Trump dropped the ball after the whole Biden thing that happened with Charlemagne and with all of the uh, the you know the killing of George Floyd if he would have handled that situation differently, this could have been what 9-11 was to Bush. Because if people remember back in 2001, nobody fucked with George Bush before 9-11. He was the biggest joke that there was, you know, but after that happened, he brought everybody together and then, uh, his approval rating just skyrocketed from there.
2: He, he, he rallied the troops. You know what I mean? Like he, Like, people just rallied around them. They wanted to make sure, like, everything was right. Because, you know, when 9-11 happened, it affected everybody. It was no like, white, black, Mm -hmm. uh, yellow, or purple, whatever. It was just we were Americans. You know what I mean? And and now, like, this situation, like, we are split. You got to choose a side. Like, I hate to say it, but, like, you are choosing a side. Yeah. If you're not choosing a side, you're pretty much against. You know what I mean? I feel like if you—it's unfair to say, but if you're neutral, then you're on the wrong side. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. You know what I mean? And, dude, that, that stunt he pulled when those protesters were just chilling or whatever, and then he got them all to freaking, like, get blasted with the uh the pepper spray and, like, the bullets so he could take a picture with the Bible? Dude, that was the last straw, man. Like, people look, dude, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, his own general was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So he, I think he dropped the ball on that, too, man, for sure. Yeah. And he dropped the ball by not—he didn't have necessarily pick a side— He's got to see the video for what it was, man. If anybody's seen that George Floyd video, there, there was no there was no other side. Everybody should be on one side on, on that George Floyd. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't resistant. He was chilling. You know what I mean? Like, the dude thought he had a counterfeit 20. He died because the dude thought he had a counterfeit 20. Just think about that, man. And yeah. it wasn't even fake to turn out, you know. It wasn't even fake at the end of the day. No way. No, it wasn't even fake. Fuck, man. You know what? Even make I think what even the crazier point is is the cop who had his knee on his neck. They worked together. They yeah. knew each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, how could you? How could you do that? Well, this is somebody you know.
1: This brings me to my next point, dude. When have you ever seen a police video like that where the uh, the suspect isn't? isn't resisting arrest. There's not shouting going on. There's nothing crazy. This was like, I don't know, man. It it felt like they were doing this as a statement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For him to be on his neck for that long, for it to be that blatant out in the open, for them to know that people are recording right there, to know that he's not resisting. He's not causing a problem. Like it either. They were just, that blatant, where they just knew that they were gonna get away with it, or it was done for another reason.
2: I, my personal opinion, is I just thought they don't give a fuck, man. I yeah, mean, police just don't give a fuck, honestly. You know what I mean? Like everybody wears a body camera, and they still don't give a fuck. Like all this has happened, and like, like what happened in Atlanta just last week is still happening after three weeks of what happened to George Floyd. Yeah, you know I mean? like, so, it's, it's like the cops watch the shit and they don't learn anything from it. And they just say, you know what? Shit, hold my beer, bro. I could do worse.
1: Yeah, let's get into that, dude. It's been seeming like, you know, uh, I was listening to a podcast and they're saying like, you know, you, if you ever get caught cheating by your lady, the first thing you're going to do is be on your best behavior for as long as possible. Possibly, you're yeah, not fucking exactly. bitches in front of her. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's, yeah, dude, all of these videos that are popping up from the protests, from the riots, just you know, uh, other police interaction that's going on. It's not like it even slowed down. It's like they got a a, a notice to say, "Yo, ramp it up." That's yeah. what it feels like, dude. Yeah,
2: yeah. and um, totally. go ahead. I was gonna say, like, what happened in Atlanta? Yeah, the dude, Rashard Brooks, pulled up to a Wendy's. I think, like, he orders his food, he pulls up, you know, he pays, pulls up to the second window, falls asleep. Everybody's done it. You know what I mean? I know people who've done it. I mean, you know, it wasn't even late. It was, like, ten thirty, eleven o'clock, I think what it was. I think he's from, like, Alabama. He wasn't even from, like, Atlanta. I think he was just here, like, visiting. And uh, I've, been, I've been to this Wendy, Wendy's before, multiple times. Yeah. Uh, Boone used to live two blocks from that Wendy's. Yeah. So... Like the area it's not like a bad area, it's a live area. You know what I mean? Like people are just always out, it's just a live area. Yeah. So like they you know, he gets the police called him, the dude pulls up, knocks on his window, uh, he doesn't wake up, you know, he knocks again, the dude wakes up. Like, all right, cool. They have a whole conversation. Uh like friendly conversation, like somebody you would, like a conversation you would talk to like your friend, you know, how are you doing? You know, why are you here? You know. Shit like that. So he tells him, uh, dude, you need to move your car. Just move your car over. The cop says, move your car. You know, uh, take your keys out. Go to sleep. Yeah. Whatever. So he walks away. As soon as he walks away, I think the dude hops back in his car and falls back asleep. And shit happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit happens. Well, my main thing is it's, it's nonviolent. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's just sleeping. Yeah. So the dude calls, the dude thinks he's been drinking or, you know, has a DUI, calls like another person, because I think this cop, he only been on a job for like, maybe like a month, okay, five weeks or whatever. So he calls for like another guy. Guy pulls up, uh, you know, asks him a few questions. Uh, They go through the sobriety test. Uh, Then he blows. I'm not sure what he blows, but I think it's a little bit over the limit, you know? Uh, So he's like, all right. You're arrested. You know what I mean. As soon as he puts the cuffs on him, I don't know what went through his head. A little upset, that he's probably getting arrested. They get into a little shuffle. Mm-hmm. He, uh, my person, he whooped one of them officers' of ass. Oh, you did he? I, mean? I don't know if he whooped his ass, but he got some licks in. Mm. You know, if you watch the video, he, he gets some licks in. But still, they in. The dude's drunk. You know what I mean? He doesn't really know where he's at. He's just drunk. You know what I mean? But yeah. still non-violent. You get your ass whooped. You get a couple of licks in. It is what it is. Everybody's going to got their ass whooped. You know what I mean? He picks up uh, a taser. He starts running. Uh, one officer gets up and is chasing him. I think he like he misses him with a taser. Uh, Rashard Brooks turns around, points the taser. Uh, I think he misses with it, then turns back running. The sh- uh, cop shoots three times. Two bullets hit this, uh, Rashard Brooks in the back. One of the bullets ricochets and hit another car in the drive-thru that had four people in it.
0: Oh, shit. You
2: know what I mean? So the cop opened fire in an open parking lot. You know what I mean? Hit the dude. But if anybody's ever been to a gun class, you know, you don't shoot a dude in the back. You know what I mean? Even if, here in Joy, if you're, if you're getting your house robbed, you know what I mean? You, you go get your gun and the dude starts running away. If you shoot that dude in the back, even though he robs your house, you're in trouble, bro. Yeah, you same. just don't do it. You just don't do it. It's non-lethal. It's non weapon Like, dude, should have the dude got into a fight with him? Probably not. But should have the officer gotten his ass whooped? Probably not either. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't deserve to die, man. And as uh, soon as that happened, that next day, they protested hard. Uh, they shut down the whole freeway. I think like 100 protesters got on to 75. And they shut it down going both ways, south and north.
3: Oh, shit.
2: And backed up traffic for like four hours. But you know what, man? Good, good for him. You know what I mean? Because the dude didn't deserve to die. Yeah. Uh, I think like his daughter's birthday was the next day. Wow. So man, you know it's just, just rough out here in Atlanta, man.
1: Yeah. Super rough. And I mean, even at the end of the day, no matter what he did, no matter anything, um, they don't have, they don't have the authority to be able to be the, the judge, jury, and executioners. You know, and we see this all the time, because if you did, why wouldn't they have killed, like, Dylan Ruth or something like that?
2: Yo, they took him to Burger King.
1: No shit.
2: They took Dylan Ruth, as they was bringing him in to Burger King, he said, I'm hungry, they took him to a Burger King. Wow. A dude who shot, like, ten people, or however many it was. This dude just fell asleep in the parking lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not only that, but, like, you have your gun, your partner has his gun. You searched, you padded the dude down already. You have his driver license, you have his car, you know he doesn't have a deadly weapon, like another gun, and you still shoot him. Why? Yeah. Because you got your ass whooped. Probably. You know what I mean? Like I think that's what's wrong with like people like an authority like that. They just don't like to lose. You know what I mean? And I tell my nephew, he plays baseball all the time and he hates like losing. But I tell him I say, Hey man, son, the best thing you could do in life is lose. Yeah. When you bounce back, you know what I mean, you're better. And not only that, like you know what it feels like to lose, so you don't want to lose anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, to anybody out there, it's cool to lose. Like, take the L, wake up the next day and try harder. And don't catch the L next time, man. But if you catch an L, sometimes that's just what it's just what it is, what it is. Yeah,
1: definitely. I think uh the ego and pride gets in the way a lot um when it comes to a loss, you know, and when you're able to to distinguish uh, the actual lesson from the ego and pride of it. You really gain a lot from that loss where, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it's, it's not a loss. It's a lesson. Yeah. You know, um, it's just people don't take the time to focus on these, these lessons that they're going to learn. So they keep, they keep having these losses and losses and losses and and they just never progress from it but yeah dude it, i wouldn't be where i am today if i didn't have losses because it's always a loss is like a trial and error you know you try yep. something it doesn't work out you try it again a different way and then you you keep going until you figure it out but um yeah man that that's such an unfortunate situation so after that ended up happening uh you just saw everything just just get turned up even more
2: they got turned up the next day uh they burnt that wendy's down mm-hmm like they shut down the freeway they shut down the freeway they shut down the exit so you couldn't get off of university and prior Mm -hmm. which is uh where it happened at uh they pulled up to the wendy's they pretty much chased like the wendy's employees like out of the building and they just they set everything on fire from like the bushes and then somebody went in there busted the windows i think like on one of the videos the dude's like yeah i turned all the gas on oh shit You know what i mean and he he goes in there and busts it but it Dude, it was a community event, yeah, you know what I mean like there are white people in there burning it, there were black people in there burning it, there were Asian people in there burning it. like they did it right, and like the city hurt them, you yeah. know what I mean because they charge they end up charging the officer I think with, like eleven counts, you know what I mean, but what's even more crazy is it's crazy how we find out, find out stuff about it about like the police officers after like what they've done mm-hmm. so he had like eleven or twelve misconducts before. prior to this one and one of his misconducts was covering up a shooting that another officer had Mm. and lying about that so like to me it's like when people have stuff like that like why do we throw them back in our communities you know what I mean like if if this this officer has like a history of like not liking black people or being like aggressive like why do we put him in the areas where like the crime rate is high so he can use that aggression even more so it's a tough situation, man. But look, I understand police officers, they have a tough job. Yeah. Like, like super tough. Like, I could never do it. Like, props to them for doing it. But at the same time, nobody's making you do it. You know, like, I'm a big believer in you know what you signed up for. It's not like when you signed up to be a police officer, they, they told you, like, all right, well, you're going to be walking the sidewalks. You're probably never going to get into a fight or whatever the case may be. Like, they yeah. know it. You know, they signed the paper. And to me, my opinion is they look forward to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they want that area of high crime so they can do what, you know, they've learned or in training or whatever the case may be. And it's, and it's super sad. But like I said, tough job for them. Yeah, tough, definitely. Tough, tough
1: I think that's one thing that, that people get mixed up with is that this, all this talk isn't, isn't about like, uh, at least for me, isn't about fuck the police and be against the police. Because that's just that's the same thing as 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 you know people looking at black people and thinking they're all the same way you know yeah it's a job and it's just yeah. like any other job and sometimes somebody's gonna be good at the job and sometimes somebody is gonna fucking be really shitty at the job and yeah. I was talking to my buddy one of my really good friends is a, is a police officer and I always have these talks with him every time that I see something like unjust happen. And he said, "You know who hates uh, crooked cops even more than the regular public does?" He said, "It's um, it's it's good cops." Yeah. You know? but yeah. Then again, what's what are the good cops doing to out the bad cops?
2: Yeah. In my opinion, man, good cops are are very few. You know what I mean? Like if you got a precinct of 120, I say like five. Mm. You know what I mean? Because my personal opinion is people who sign to be police officers are this is just my personal opinion. I, you know, I don't want to fit anybody by saying it's just my personal opinion. If you signed up to be a police officer, you were just a bully in high school, and you were too scared to get into the Marines, and you still <laughs> wanted some of the, you know, what I mean, you yeah. still wanted some authority, so you signed up to be a police officer. Yeah. Because people fear police officers more than they fear soldiers, which is crazy. You know what I mean? Like you don't ever see like a Marine or a vet who's come back and say, you know what, man, I'm kind of scared of them. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, you, you might worry for him, but you're not scared of that marine. Yeah, you know what I mean, because you know what he's been through, you know what he's had to deal with. But let a let a police come officer come around, and you are kind of like, man, I don't I don't want to fuck with him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he he's dirty. Like he, he will abuse his power more than like a, a marine or anybody else would, which is crazy to think about. Like yeah. police officers, they, they 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 just dirty man. But like I said, man, it's it's tough. So. I see both sides, yeah. but I lean more towards that, They man. They're just, they're just, they're just something else, man. Yeah.
1: Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute. Hilto Automotive has been a supporter of Downtime with Downstar for quite some time now. And we know that they're in your corner, that they got your back, whether you're under a car or you just need some help, no matter your race, creed, engine platform preference, that motto stands true. Accord, Civic, S2000, any Honda, any customer, anywhere in the world with equal respectful treatment for all. We at Downtime with Downstar share these values and as a special gift to downtime listeners, they're giving you guys a special deal. Using the let's deal function at the top of heeltoeauto.com, you'll find an option to request a special quote. Submit a special quote using the key phrase, I'm down with Downstar. Once again, the key phrase is, I'm down with Downstar for a special deal on whatever you're shopping for. And of course, if you need any help, Marcus from Heeltoe is available by call, text, email to help out. Heeltoe wishes you guys a happy, healthy, and safe 2020. So I know a lot of you guys are questioning, what is this whole cult thing that's going on? Well, we at Downstar are starting our own cult. What is it? Are you going to have to drink punch? Are we going to sleep with your wives? No, none of that yet. But what it is, is a direct number to us, meaning me, Frank Downstar. I'm the one that's answering the text. So please right now, text us 818-403-3473. You're just going to have to follow a couple simple steps, get added to your contacts and uh, text us. You know, let us know what you're thinking of the episode so far. If you guys have any questions, anything like that. Anything, even want to talk about life, man. Just shoot us a text. We're here to help you guys out. And we're here to have some fun, man. And uh, that's what the cult's about. So come join the cult. 818-403-3473. No charges. We're not going to be selling your info. No bullshit like that, guys. Just straight up fun. So make sure you guys shoot us a text right now. 818-403-3473 and uh enjoy the rest of the episode have a good day no i feel you dude and and this is a great conversation because uh we're from totally different parts of the country you know and it's 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 totally different worlds you know so the things that you've grown up with the things that you've seen may not be the same things that i've seen you know and people listening right now maybe all lives matter kind of people maybe they haven't they haven't had that many interactions with you know black people or problematic police and they think that you know just the spaghetti thing they think that hey i've never had that problem every time i get pulled over all i say is yes sir no sir and there's no problem but you can't compare your experiences to somebody else's experiences because even my experiences versus 20 miles from here is totally yeah. different so the way that you feel and the way that you think you know you're, you're totally right to have your opinion because you you're the only one that's ever experienced your life Yeah, you know see yeah. every time that you meet a football player you've had a bad interaction you know ever since high school you know so if you feel some way about football players that's because of the experiences that you've had but that doesn't yeah. mean you know all football players are bad but it's like yo this is my experience and yeah. it's just I, I don't think a lot of people are looking at things with nuance. They're just looking at it from their own point of view and thinking, "Well, my life is this way and this is how how it is and I never have any problems with police officers with racism or insert problem here. Whatever the fucking problem is, you know?"
2: Yeah. And hey man, and I, and I constitute to um like man, police when I was growing up, my parents didn't, like, have a lot of run-ins with them, mm-hmm. but my parents came from, like, a country that was at war. So, I mean, like, so they thought police as, like, soldiers. Mm-hmm. So, like, growing up for us, like my, my parents were always like, man, don't trust them. You know I mean? They're always, you know, going to stab you in the back and stuff like that. So, growing up, like, that's all I thought about. Yeah. And, like, in predominantly, like, black communities, that's what they think about, too. You know, like, if you're a cop, you're a snitch. Mm-hmm. Basically what it is. And yeah. We all know how we feel about snitches. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I think everybody feels the same way about a snitch, yeah. and I'm not saying that all like cops are that. You know, I understand they have a job to do, but like growing up here, like that's what we thought of, like police officers. Like you were just snitches, you know what I mean? Like you're here to take advantage of the system,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you know, and just do whatever you want to do. Like you want to reign over a neighborhood, like that's what you want to do. You want to you want to be a dirty cop, uh, get paid, uh, do all this, but not break anybody off because you can snitch on somebody. So going up here, like, that's that's what it was. You know, with a cop, we'd be playing basketball out front, and if a cop rode by, you know I mean, I would just kind of duck under the car a little bit, or duck over the car, so just so they don't look at me sideways. You know what I mean? And if, I also feel like if you're white, and you say, like, oh man, I've been pulled over a hundred times, and the cops never say anything, they just write me a ticket, go beyond, or 75% of the time, they just let me go. Like, open your eyes. That's the privilege that everybody's talking about. You know what I mean? And I feel like if if why people say, "Well, I've never I've never experienced any kind of privilege. I've, I've worked hard for everything." Cool, we're not saying you didn't work hard for everything. Yeah. I'm just saying you might have got a shortcut up to the working hard part or you got a break somewhere that a lot of people don't get. Yeah. And and if you're not opening your mind to that, then you're losing like, you're losing touch with what's going on.
3: Yeah.
1: I think everybody has a certain amount of privilege, you know? For sure. I, I feel privileged to be born where I was born in yeah. in the U.S. I feel privileged to be born in the U.S. Now, yeah. you go even deeper and further, you know, born in California, born in SoCal. Like, yeah. literally, I feel like the that we won, like, the lottery, the yeah, the genetic yeah, yeah, yeah. lottery. Because I could have yeah. just been born anywhere else. Yeah. I could have been born in Duluth Minnesota or whatever you know
2: yeah yeah, yeah for sure so for sure. It, it's
1: just to, to understand that you don't have some sort of privilege that's that's not looking at things correctly because you know I feel like everybody who lives in the US is way more privileged than everybody living you know in some third world country that mm. they're born already into not even poverty It's like below that not mm-hmm. having solid meals, having to walk for miles and miles just to get some, like, tainted water, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. And another problem is, like, you got to be humble, and you got to love, like, where you're at. Like, everybody has to. And, like, even in the hood, you know what I mean? Like, they love being in the hood. Yeah. It's crazy to say, like, they hate being in the hood, but they love being in the hood. Yeah. You know what I mean? They get they get a certain lifestyle. They, they're doing certain things, and they like it. But guess what? They're doing the most with less. Yeah. That's how I put it for people. You know what I mean? Like they like they they're happy there, you know what I mean? But they made it work with less. Just imagine if you gave them more. You know, what 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 they could do with more. With well, anybody, you know, what, what could you do with more? What what could I do with more? But like more has to be given to them. And if you're not giving people more, then you know, you're cheating people out of life. So if you don't give like even if even if you're cooking breakfast, man, you're not giving, you know, like man. This breakfast is gonna be the best breakfast ever. You're cheating yourself, and you're cheating that person you're cooking for, man. Because if you leave it short, you know what I mean. Like if you go, if you give them seventy-five percent, they might think it's sixty-five percent. Yeah. You know what I mean. So you 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 got to give it. It's it's cliche, but you know two hundred percent. So that way, even hundred and fifty percent of it is still good. Yeah. But you just gotta give people chances, man, and the opportunity.
1: Yeah, I I, I think that we're in a real time of awakening right now. And hopefully people are understanding that the way that they've been living life, you know, on on both sides, all sides, not just white people, not black people. I mean, everybody watching everything unfold right now. The only reason that everything is happening right now is because of hate. That's it plain and simple there's so much hate in people's hearts whether you're you're a police officer or whether you're on the other side or whatever side you're on right now like there there is that hate that is just boiling in you and and it's up to you whether you're gonna let that win or you're gonna control it because people are people are fucked up right now there's hate going on and there's a lot of hurt going on
2: yeah i think by the end of the year we're gonna have covid (laughs) <laughs> no, we're gonna have a new president or old president, and there's gonna be like a race war, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's slowly slowly developing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I see, like I see it every day, like on Facebook or, you know, on social media. And I try to like stay out of it, and I'm just like looking like sideline over here. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn man, I, I ain't gonna be pretty. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and like I said, man, you, so, everybody's gonna be forced to choose a side, and it's gonna suck because. People got to like step over their words a little bit more carefully now. You know what I mean? Like people got to just word things different when you're having a full conversation. You just yeah. can't like blurt something out and somebody be like, man, you know, how you really have, that's how you really feel. Yeah. So I do feel like some people take things out of context, you know, like sometimes, you know, shit's just, they don't have the full story on something or, you know, people don't know how to use a certain word or how to phrase things and man, shit just, shit happens. Yeah. And I tell everybody, man, just forgiveness. You know what I mean? Like everybody deserves a second chance. You know what I mean? Like better to teach somebody and let them learn rather than giving them the cold shoulder and letting them be dumb for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? So that like that's another big pet peeve of mine. It's like people who are like trying to change. You know what I mean? Like you get these celebrities who are, who are like, all right, cool. You know, we we stand with you. Black Lives Matter. I'm gonna donate. Boom, 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 all of this. And then you know Twitter trolls come around and say, mm-hmm. well, shit. Hey, man. Well. You did this, you know, 10 years ago or 16 years ago, whatever the case may be. Like, all right, cool, man. You know, what he did 15, 16 years ago wasn't cool. You know, it was awful. But he's changing. Like, people can change. People can progress. Like, the way he felt 16 years ago isn't yeah. the way he feels now. And he's trying to be part of the solution now instead of being part of the problem. So you let him be part of that solution rather than being like, no, nah, we don't want your help. So, like, what do you want people to do? Do yeah. you want me to change and learn? Or do you just want to call me out and like, th- you know, send me to hell? So like, I tell everybody, whoever's listening, uh, forgiveness, man, forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. You know, people mess up. Nobody's perfect, and that's another thing. People, people expect everything to be perfect. Like nothing's ever perfect. You can go to your favorite restaurant, and get the same spaghetti every time, yeah. and I guarantee you that spaghetti will taste different every single time you go. But every time you would say, man, that shit's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's different. Every time it's not perfect. People are not perfect. No situations ever perfect. You know, you just gotta take the good with the bad. Yeah. And I, I think like this situation here where everything's going on, like all the bad stuff that's happening, we gotta look like forward, like what we can move forward into, like what's gonna happen after all this. Like, like COVID, four months. Over with. Like outside is gonna be fun as hell. You know what I mean? Like,
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: like outside is gonna be fucking party, bro. Like, it, it's gonna be lit. You know what I mean? Like, every event is gonna be, it's gonna be treated like the last event ever because you never know when the shit's gonna come back. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know what I mean?
2: So, man, like, everybody just look forward to something. You know what I mean? Like, that should be the best part of everybody's day is looking forward to something. You yeah. know, if it's a text message, a bill, a hug, a TV show, whatever it is, just look forward to that and like keep on pushing through man.
1: Yeah, this year's definitely made me appreciate the things that I have. And you know, even uh leaving work in the morning where I'm just leaving my family, there's a part of me that's like, damn, I, I really don't want to leave right now because I don't know what the rest of the day is gonna bring. You know, before before everything started happening in twenty twenty, I kind of just lived life like um assuming. You know, uh, okay, everything's going to be the same. We're going to be here. We're going to be there. If you would have asked me in January, what are you going to be doing in four months? I would have given you a a list of shows that I was going to be at because this is where I'm going to be. But how things are right now, I don't know where we're going to be. I don't know what's going to happen in a month from now. So it's making me just think a little more about what's happening right now, living in the moment and enjoying those times as they're happening. Which is a good thing, you know. It and that's why I say, you know, mixing everything up. It, it's kind of there's good and there's bad in everything, and the good out of it is is like it's reminding people that nothing is forever, you know. You and I were not forever. Like this time that we're gonna have isn't forever, so we have to enjoy those times. And uh, I know I'm super guilty of that in the past just living through the moment and just getting through the time because that's just what we have to do, but not really sitting around and soaking up the moment, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah I'm all about the moments, man. Yeah. The moments are the best, bro. You know what I mean? Like, when you get a moment, it's like uh, it's like you're on drugs, but you're not on drugs. You know, like that moment is your drug for you. Yeah. And, like, uh, this moment that we're living in, like, the whole world, like, it should be special to everybody. Like, you're always going to remember this year, like, 2020 fucking... It's crazy because 2020 sucks. It's gonna, it's, it's shitty. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in 15 or 20 years, you're gonna tell that story. And you're gonna laugh. You're gonna be like, man, bro, you remember? We we're locked in the freaking house for four days, and we popped, you know, a whole fucking zip of fucking shrooms <laughs> or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But people are doing it though. You know what I mean? Like, like people who normally wouldn't do drugs or do something yeah. out of the ordinary, like they're doing it. You know what I mean? Just to experience it because like they think like life's gonna be over with, so. You know, you don't want to die a virgin or whatever the case may be in any aspect. Yeah. So, you know, they're they're cleaning the slate, bro. Yeah. Cleaning the slate.
1: I'm trying to get my ass ate, bro, to be honest.
2: Hey, man, look, dude, we can go to the Dominican Republic <laughs> and i throw you a 20 and that <laughs> shit can happen.
1: Ash ain't doing it, so she'll probably be like, all
2: right, go ahead, me take him. Hey, man, look. <laughs> Nobody wants to die a virgin, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to die a virgin. <laughs> Ash, hey, look. I got. I'm gonna take care of that for you. All right. <laughs> I gotta get the I'm permission
1: slip. But you bring up a good point, dude. I have really been thinking about um, uh, shrooms lately. Um, oh,
2: dude, dude, man. dude! I, I, I recommended man. I saw. I went to uh, a music festival, and uh, we saw Outkast, and we popped some shrooms, man. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was a good time, man. That was years ago, though. Yeah. Back in my day. Yeah. But, uh, shoes are nice, man. I, I I highly recommend them.
1: But I gotta be around somebody that I'm comfortable with. So, uh, next time you're in Cali.
2: Yeah, for sure, man. For <laughs> sure. Dude, I recommend being, like, people like going out, but I just like, I like doing drugs back in my heyday, of course. Uh, Just at the house, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, pop a roll, sit on the house, you know, sit at the house and just chill, you know, somewhere you're comfortable so you can yeah. maximize the drugs.
1: Definitely. Even smoking, dude. Like, I, when we would go out, Ash would tell me like, yo, I'll drive or we'll take an Uber and you could smoke and we'll go out. But I'm kind of like, I don't like to be out of my element, especially, you know, going downtown to the clubs or something. Cause first of all, I always like to be prepared if something goes off, dude. And then the second stairway. of all, I, I just, I don't like to feel like that out of my element around a, a bunch of other people. It just, it's not the right time, you know? For me, anyways.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I like smoking at home too, man. Like, I don't like going anywhere out and, like, not like putting myself in danger, but it is dangerous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, like, you always got to be ready for something, man. So, like, shrooms at the house, dude, when we went, when we went to uh, LA, when I went to LA about a month ago and we rented an RV, some of the people in the RV popped some shrooms. Yeah. But they were having a good time, man. Dude, I love watching people do drugs honestly because like <laughs> it makes them happy man like, like i don't i don't do i don't partake in like, like like that anymore man you know i had my time where it was like uh you know a, a weekly thing you know three or four times a week you know i lived it it was cool it was fun but like now when people do it like to see the like on the other side of seeing being sober yeah. and seeing the joy that like something like that brings to people That shit's cool man that's shit's that's a moment for me man like you soak it up you're like man I know exactly what it feels like. Or well, I know like exactly like what he's going through, and it's it's a good feeling, man. So like, do even if I don't do it with you, I I sit there and watch you do some shrooms man, All right. for sure.
1: Good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, don't do drugs. <laughs>
2: don't do drugs. Yeah, we're not promoting them. No, but, definitely not. But nobody wants to die a virgin. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> Dominican tr- Republican drugs, dude.
0: Yeah.
2: But sure. yeah, I I don't feel
1: sure. like you should really partake in that stuff before your your mid twenties anyways really little here and there maybe just to experiment but like you're still developing your brain is still developing until your mid-20s you know and that that could really fuck you up and you know even christian some of his friends at school or he would tell us stories that the kids already at school they're smoking weed and smoking vapes and i'm just like damn i feel bad for those kids dude because first of all they're they're skipping over their childhood which they're gonna miss for the rest of their fucking life to start doing some stuff that they're probably gonna do for the rest of their life. Their life. You know, you could do it later on. Whatever. I'm thirty five, dude. You know? Yeah. You could do it whenever you're a fucking adult. You have bills paid, you go to work, everything's taken care of, you know. But these kids' brains aren't even developed yet and they're just ruining their chance before they even become an adult to know what they wanna do in the future.
2: Yeah, yeah. I definitely recommend like here like as you're growing up, as you're progressing throughout your life, like Wait till you hit like a wall where you're like, ah, you know, like, I think I've gotten all I can get out of like this period of my my life. My brain's not cranking like it used to crank out. Like, all right, pop some shrooms, do a sheet of acid, you know, (laughs) just like watch your brain like open up. You know what I mean? It opens up. I say this, man, when you do stuff, when you do drugs like Molly or X or shrooms or like acid or whatever the case would be, the day after, your 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 brain is tired. Not not only is your body tired, but like your brain is tired, because it's been moving at like a faster rate while you're on those drugs. So like when you do shrooms and like all the colors are vibrant and you see everything shaking, you see things coming at you, it's because your brain's working a thousand times harder than it would be when you're not on it. Yeah. So like, dude, stuff like that opens up your brains. I I do believe there are like parts of your brain that. Like only drugs can unlock mm-hmm. so drugs are bad, and I'm not saying any you know you should go out and just get hooked on them but like an experience with them I feel like it would be good for everybody it'll give it'll give everybody a chance to understand why people do them yeah, you know what I mean so like Karen can't bash on Bobby if she's never done it before so she has no idea you know what I mean if she did it and didn't like it i I let her bash Bobby yeah, you know what I'm saying but like if she's never done it and you know she's seen on she's seen him on it and all she sees is just him you know like swaying and stuff like that she doesn't know what that feeling is
3: yeah. like
2: you know what i mean for for and anybody doesn't know what that feeling is like then like who are you to say is batter now man yeah they're missing now bro <laughs>
1: yeah. now how do you feel about uh the headspace when you start um experimenting what, what kind of headspace should you be in
2: you should be in a good mood man you should be in a good mood like Barriers and barriers of good mood, because when you're on drugs, like that slightest like guilt can like ruin your shit, and it'll take it'll take hours to get you out of that man hours I've been there, man, where I've done something, and I was like man i'm a, I'm gonna pop this and make me feel better mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then that little little bit of guilt kicks in, and then you can't sleep, so for eight hours i'm just thinking about that guilt mm. You know what I mean? So you want to be in a good space, man. You know what I mean? Like you and Ash want to be able to like talk all your problems out before and yeah. then do them. And then you're like, ah, oh, that's so funny. I can't believe we did that. You know what <laughs> I mean? Or whatever the case may be, you know what I mean? But like, you should definitely be in like a good mood.
3: Yeah.
1: That I think that that's what happens with, uh, when people get hooked on drugs as well, they use that to, to cover it up and you know, they, they just keep using and using to cover up the badness yeah. that's going on. And, um, people use that as an escape and i feel like the same way with alcohol too you know yeah. i'm i'm uh i don't want to say i'm against alcohol but i don't recommend anybody really partaking in alcohol yeah. how many how many years for you now man almost it's gonna be 10 this year in Ten. november crazy 10 years dude
2: crazy because i i remember i remember that frank yeah crazy
1: i know Very man. first
2: time i met frank we were in las vegas Oh, and, uh, shit. that's right first time I met Frank like he pulls up and he's like he has like a, a grocery bag of tacates uh,
0: <laughs> and'
2: uh, he's like we just walked down the strip and we end up drinking like these hot ass Tecates. Uh, <laughs> but Frank used to be a tank man <laughs> a tank and uh which, it's, cra- it's crazy because I think that's the only time I've ever known you like met you while you were drinking yeah. I think every other time after that you weren't drinking.
1: Yeah, so in 2010, that's when that's when we met. Uh, everybody listening, you might know um, Jay, Jay Thamavong, the S2000, S2KJ. That's how me and Chubby met. So we went to Vegas for uh, Chubby's birthday, or um, Jay's birthday. And uh, that's when we were drinking out there and stuff. But um, it was that year. That was the last year. And I had met Jay that same year at Import Alliance. And when I went to Import Alliance, the summer meet, that was the first time I ever traveled for Downstar outside of California and set up a booth and everything after the show, go to back to the hotel, get completely fucked up. And then the next day it was basically just wasted. And I was sitting at the booth, felt miserable and people were just coming up to me like, what's up, bro? And I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck you are, dude. But I guess I was partying with them last the night before. And then after that, I was like, dude, if I want this Downstar stuff to go, like, I can't be doing this. This is not professional. This is not – I wouldn't buy stuff from from somebody like that. You know, I got to take this seriously. So that was one of the things that really helped me uh, stop drinking. But, uh, yeah, right before that, um, Jay's birthday is I think it's like August or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 so that's when we went to Vegas. But, yeah, ever since then – it's just never did anything good for me. It's always done a lot of negative for me. And uh, may, um, other people, it's probably good for them. But the most that I've seen is a lot of bad things happen and a lot of bad decisions. And then yeah. also people using it to, to loosen up, right? Yeah. And that's something that I never really wanted to do because I didn't want to have to have a substance to make me into a better person. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to be fun off the rip. Yeah, hey,
2: I want to be fun all the time.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's kind of how I feel about smoking right now is that I'm still hard on myself when, you know, I'm I'm feeling anxious. I'm not feeling that good. Not that, I'm not having a good day. And my thing to lean on is smoking because that'll just change my mood real quick, you know. But then I have to realize that, you know that that anxiety that I have, that's that's something that it's it's very hard to control. And other people control it with like pills or something like that. You know, so if I smoke a little bit at night to helps me take off the edge, you know, I I kind of justify it a little more than I would with drinking. But still, I don't need like I would like to feel great all the time, no matter what. But it's yeah. just that's just not reality.
2: Yeah, I, I treat smoking like or like any recreational drug. You know if you're doing it all the time then you know shame on you like let's not do it let's get it right let's get you right but like anything in moderation or like as a celebration is a fucking good time yeah you know what i mean like like i i do mine as a reward system mm-hmm. you know what i mean like, like i'm all right this week i think i'm gonna try to you know hop on some shrooms or whatever the case may be i'm gonna work super hard i'm gonna bust my ass you know i'm gonna i'm gonna get to where my boss tells me i've been doing a good job <laughs> and you know, every time he tells me a good job, that's how many caps and stems I'm going to take for that weekend <laughs> or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Like, something has a reward. Yeah. And, like, when you do it, it, it makes that experience, that headspace that much better because you know you earned it. Yeah. Like, people ask me, like, why you work so hard, man? And I always tell them, I said, man, that meal at the end of the day after you worked hard is the best meal. Yeah. Right? It's just like here in the South, you know what I mean? If you're doing yard work all day, it's fucking 97 degrees, the humidity's popping, the mosquitoes are uh Biting, you're sweating. You know, you put in four hours just to cut the lawn. You know, you're edging. Do you come inside? You get a cup of like lemonade or a cup of sweet tea. It's the best shit you'll ever have because you put in the work for it. You earn that shit. You know what I mean? So I I think that with drugs, it's the same way, man. If you get a promotion, shit, I got no problem with you. You know, (laughs) celebrating a little bit. You know, what's what's the point of not patting yourself on the back when you do something good? When you, you know, I mean, because nobody knows how hard you work but yourself yeah so if you're not going to reward yourself for the hard work then you know that's on you man yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean I, i'm all for like recreational drugs you know what i mean like if you're out there you know once a month uh you know once every few weeks that's cool man i definitely don't recommend seven days a week yeah uh four days a week or three days a week you know what i mean but once a week once every two weeks i mean i think that's fine man honestly i don't think that's just i don't think that's an addiction you know what yeah. i mean I feel like if you can mix it up, if it's like every fourth Friday of the month or something like that, then, you know, you can show some pretty good restraint in those uh, in the time between. Yeah. But if you can't, then, you know, obviously seek some help.
1: Yeah, definitely. And speaking of addiction, man, I was addicted to caffeine. You know, I've yeah, I got off of caffeine in probably the last month. I've maybe had one coffee and that's rare because I usually have at least one or two. During the dude, day, uh,
2: dude. Uh, what was uh, what were the things you were drinking of Starbucks, man?
1: Oh, those are the uh, salted foam cold brew, dude. Oh man, that's like that's like a, a a regular coffee, but like on crack, dude. The the cold foam or the cold brews, it's just fucking strong, and yeah. it just didn't really register to me that that was making me have a lot of anxiety as well. Because when you're riding that wave of caffeine and everything's good and you're just taking care of shit and you're going, it's perfect. But then yeah. when somebody stops you or you know you know you hit like a, a roadblock or something somebody comes into the shop and you have to stop what you're doing, you feel like that that just coming to a complete stop and just having to go talk to somebody and then you get frustrated with that at least that's how I felt dude. I was like, man these these mood swings, yeah. This is this is hard, dude. I can't do that.
0: Yeah.
2: So I think everybody's got an addiction to something. Yeah. Either, like cigarettes, alcohol, whatever it was. And man, like back in my younger days, man, I used I used to do all sorts of shit. Like weekdays. Yeah. You know, uh work nights. Uh you know what I mean I had to be at work at ten. I'll fucking stay up to like four or five. Yeah, you know, seven, eight, nine, you know, not sleeping thirty minutes before the job. You know what I mean? So I always told myself from then, like, man, I don't ever want to do Like hardcore drugs like that ever again. Yeah. You know what I mean? But obviously, you know, shit happens and you do it. And I did some and I overdid it, but I had an epiphany on it. You know what I mean? Like when I was finished, I thought to myself like, man, dude, like that's why I don't do that shit anymore. You know what I mean? Because I like it too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I think that's that's the thing everybody has to realize. If they can realize that they like something too much, then you shouldn't have it anymore. You know, what I mean if you like coffee too much, that you like that caffeine, that mm-hmm. little rush, like maybe you shouldn't have it as much. Yeah, you know, what I mean because the stuff that you like a lot, like that, is never really good for you, man. Even, even like relationships, like you know, stuff like that for some people, you know, what I mean, like you're with a person all the time, you see him, you just want to be around them, you know, smell him and shit like that. Like shit's not good for you, man. Yeah, the same things with drugs or you know anything in life.
1: Yeah. So um, I know that you took a break from smoking. Um, tell me what it was like with those with those vivid dreams, because I've taken breaks before, and it's like that that night that you don't smoke, like you have the craziest dreams. Everything yeah. is just so vivid, and it's it's kind of scary sometimes.
2: Yeah. So the backdrop with me quitting smoking was, I had uh. Just had a hump where I was like, man, you know, the quarantine got the best of me. Uh, You know what I mean? I'm going to party a little bit hard. And I partied hard for like two and a half days, three days straight. And then I felt it for like 10 days afterwards. Wow, that long? That long. That long. For that day you called me, I think it was like... It was like two or
1: three days, yeah.
2: It was like two or three days. It might have been a week after. So I had been like recovery, but I had just been freshly recovered. I think it was like Memorial Day. Mm. Or something like that. Whatever the case may be, like man, I just thought to myself, like man, dude, I don't ever want to feel like that. Like again, like like I was fortunate enough that it was just like a small little hiccup, and it wasn't like uh, uh over the freaking waterfall yeah, type yeah, of yeah. shit. So you know, I caught myself and I said, man, you know what? Like cold turkey, like everything, you know. And I don't drink much, if or if any at all, mm-hmm. you know, for as long as you know me. So no more drinking, no more smoking, like no sodas. Everything was just clean right so like I was having these crazy dreams but the dreams could have been part of just that recovery yeah. off of what I was coming down from but the the freaking dreams were fucking hoary, man like or just gory dude were they? Just, there was just blood everywhere man like killing and, and shit like that and I'd wake up dude like sweating like dry sweat, and just didn't even have to take a shit but just wanted to go sit on the toilet just to cool myself off you yeah. know what I mean like damn that was intense you know what I mean but you know, coming off of something like that, like just I don't know if you ever seen like New Jack City.
1: I don't ever remember. Seen New it. Jack
2: City. It's got a uh, Wesley in it. Uh I know Chris the movie,
1: but it. I just don't remember it.
2: Okay. So in it, like Chris Rock's are recovering, like Crackhead. But like when he's recovering, he's like relapsing. You know, he, you you can't just cold turkey off of something. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta like ease into something. So like even when you go to like um like uh what are those centers, those recovery centers, mm-hmm. they just kinda ease you back into it like the smart way you know if you're if you're getting off a crack or whatever to give you a couple hits of like some bud you know to give give you a high just not that particular high that you're craving all the time you know just kind of ease you into it because if you can go cold turkey like your brain's always used to have these you know weird visuals or whatever the case may be just intense so when you go cold turkey like the shit just get, gets even more intense like it's just your brain's searching for those dreams mm. and they're not there anymore So now, like your brain's making up like worse dreams. So man, they're they're just really gory, like a lot of killing, uh, a lot of just vibrant colors, like running through like fields, like just being lost. Like those dreams were just of me being lost, of like what was happening in my life at the time. Got you.
1: Yeah, last night I had a bad dream. I don't even know what it was, but I just woke up, and I just felt like I need to stay up a little while before I go back to bed. Because I just yeah. don't want to jump back into that dream, whatever it was. You know, I put on the TV and I chilled for a little while. And it's it's crazy, bro. Like, what do you think that is, dude? What do you think that dreams are, man? It's, it's, it, sometimes it really feels like I'm living in another life. Like, I'm, I'm actually living that life, whatever whatever's happening.
2: Uh, see, I, I think it's that part of that brain that we don't get the news pretty often. You know what I mean? And when you get on drains like shrooms or acid or whatever, and you see, like, the vivid colors and stuff like that, that's that's that part of that brain that we don't get to tap into much. Mm You know what I mean? So I feel like when we're sleeping, the brain is sleeping, but that part that's, like, hiding in the back, like, that's his time to, like, shine. (laughs) So, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, shit, like, everybody else is asleep. Let me sneak up into his head and, like, fuck some shit up. (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah like i believe in that i believe in there's a part of your brain that like you don't get to tap into yeah you know that little one or point two percent back there where everybody else is sleeping they can come in and just fuck everything up yeah i feel like a lot of people don't remember their dreams i don't know if you have that thing where like you just don't remember a lot of your dreams
1: yeah it goes away quick
2: it goes away quick right so like when you're sleeping everything else is sleeping so that two percent comes out Has this fucking dream, and then all of a sudden the rest of your brain like wakes up, and then that two percent just tucks back in. Yeah, and then you're kind of like, man, what was that? Like, was something there or was something not there? Yeah, I mean, you have that like that deja vu feeling. Like, man, did I hear something or was that real? Was that dream real? real?" I I feel like that's that two percent of your brain like sneaking out and then going back into hiding when everybody else wakes up.
1: Do you feel like the experiences that you have in dreams, you could use that feeling? To help you navigate when you're awake, if that situation ever arises again um
2: uh, uh, I don't know man, because you know sometimes when you have like deja vu like you have it and you think like man, that's the exact scenario that yeah. happened like in my dream for it like for that deja vu to pick up, yeah you know what I mean because like if the deja vu if if that if that moment only three fourths happened, it wouldn't be a full on like your deja vu wouldn't kick in, yeah. Is that that makes sense. Well, you know I mean? guess like, what
1: what I'm trying to say is, uh, like, I know probably everybody that's in a in a serious relationship has probably had a dream where they cheated, you know. And I've had dreams where I've cheated, and in the dream I just feel immense guilt and regret for what I've done, you know. So I can use that in my my reality real. that like, yeah. okay, I, I've cheated plenty of times in my dreams, and I always feel
2: like shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I definitely think like like dreams or me personally, man, whenever I'm about to make something or do something, I literally do ask myself like, should I do this? Yeah. I literally do. I swear to God, like if I'm about to go buy like a sandwich and I'm about to get double meat. Yeah. I literally be like, I really need double meat. <laughs> nah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I do have those thinking periods where I'm like, do I need to run this red light? Yeah. Or should I not run this red light? Like I, I, I'm i big on weighing like uh, uh, cause and effect, mm-hmm. you know. What I mean, if I do this, this shit's gonna happen. And so for event, and I, and I'm blessed to have that time to think about something like that. But like, definitely, if if I saw something in my dreams, like, man, I, I don't know. I don't think I could ever remember a dream where I'd be like, man, you know, I'm gonna use that in real life. I think my dreams are pretty, like, pretty out there. Yeah, <laughs> pretty like just outrageous. Either like, just yeah, I'm an action hero or. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm, I'm floating in our space or, or something of that sort, man, but like, I don't ever feel like my dreams are realistic.
1: Got you.
2: I feel like mine are very, very vivid, like, out there dreaming. Like, I wake up and I'm like, ah, that was a dream. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, never. Like the only, I think the only dream I feel like is real life is like that dream where you're falling off the building and you fucking hit the ground and, and then you, you wake up and you're like, you're like Whoa. shit, you know what I mean? And, and that might be where my fear of heights come from, because I'm Terrified of heights. No shit. Terrified of heights, and I, I, I have that dream like often, like at least once a month. Like I have that dream where I'm falling, I just hit the ground.
1: What if that's how you died in a past life?
2: It could be, man. uh I, th- I'm not sure who told me, but I remember a long, long time ago, somebody told me if you die in your dreams, you die in real life. So when you're having that dream, when you're falling off the building. You always wake up before you hit the ground. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, when I'm falling off that building, I always wake up before I hit the ground. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really dying in my dream. I'm waking up right before that moment happened. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the science is behind it. That like if you die in your dream, it's like the Matrix. You know, you die in the Matrix shit. Ball game. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I mean that that kind of interests me. I like to know like the science behind that. I mean, I don't know if that's a serious. Like a serious subject or not, but uh, you know, I mean, I, it I, I believe, should be. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Every- I, I believe in that shit. You know what I mean? But and like I said, man, nobody's gonna pat you on the back more than you. You know what I mean? So like that, I I, that's something I believe. In. If you, if you die in your dream, you know, you die in real life. So I don't know if you're able to maneuver your way through a dream, or if a dream's like a movie that's already shot and being shown to you. Got you. You know. So it's yeah. uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe we should donate some money, to some people, to find out.
1: <laughs> I think there should be a lot more research on dreams and yeah, realize what the hell is even going on because we're probably just hopping around from, you know, parallel universes or jumping around and well, what's going on over here? Yeah. And then you end up falling off the building.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Man, do you think animals have dreams? That's the real question.
1: You know, you're you're probably one of the only people that has really made me think about animals differently. I know I've talked about this before, but I remember we were at your house and we were going to go inside and there was a bug on the wall and you were like, you like captured it or you didn't even mess with it. And I said, yeah. well, you're not going to do nothing. He's like, no, nah, just let him rock. And then I'm just like, wow, that's a, that's a crazy concept.
2: Yeah. But it's true, it, man. Dude, man, I think... Animals just mind their business, man. Animals are curious. I don't feel like they're a threat to anybody. They're just, they're just curious, just like me and you. Like we talked about earlier, like what's going on in the world. Like we don't want to necessarily be a part of it or be against it or be with it or whatever the case be. We just want to be around it. We yeah. want to, you know, you want to feel the yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah, it. You know, it's like that natural hot. I want to feel the energy from it. I think like animals are the same way, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just minding their business. I feel like. Uh, if you watch any animal documentary, you see lions, zebras, uh, gazelles, or whatever the they all drink out of the same water hole. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not like, it's not like they're hungry all the time. You know what I mean? I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> me, dude, me and Yanni, we watched this uh, we watched this Netflix things uh, yesterday. It's called uh, Tales of the Light about photographers going around the world and like shooting, or whatever you know, animals or whatever. And this one dude goes like smack dab. Uh, in like Alaska, he's like in the middle of a river, but he's watching these bears like hunt for food. And like he's literally standing ten feet, ten yards or something like that from a a grizzly bear, the largest grizzly bear in America. And the bear is just minding his business. Chilling. Yeah. Like hunting the fish, you know, just not even doesn't even notice the dude is there. And I told Yanna I said, man, dude, that's the crazy thing about wildlife is you know people want to say they're scary or they're mean or whatever it is like they're just minding their business. They eat, they hunt when they're hungry. Besides that they're just chill. they just mind their own business. They yeah. not worry about anything else. Anything. I think we can learn a lot from it, man.
1: Yeah. I I think so too, man. And ever since you've uh ever since you told me that, dude, that always stuck with me. And now even whenever I see spiders, I'll try to grab their their web and take them outside and just throw them on a plant or something. I I rarely kill any animals or bugs the only ones i will kill are spiders and that's when you know sometimes i'll let a spider rock bro all right yeah. cool you're chilling right there go ahead that's where you're gonna be at but once you start fucking coming into my space then we're gonna have a problem yep. then you're disrespecting
2: yeah so. yeah <laughs> man but they're just curious bro they hear you might be wearing a cologne they like <laughs> you know what i mean you might have some crumbs on your shoulders you know what i mean they just they're just curious man but i don't fuck with snakes so, no, you know, I'm with you, man. <laughs> if I saw a snake, I'd fuck them up, man. I wouldn't even give him I wouldn't even give, them, wouldn't even give them a chance to rock, honestly. Like oh. reptiles, I I really don't fuck with reptiles.
1: All man. reptiles or just snakes?
2: I mean, it's tough to say, man. But I'm gonna say like all reptiles. Really? I really don't fuck with that slimy shit. Oh
1: shit! Where do you think that comes from, dude?
2: Man, I think just like texture, like 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 going up and like picking up a snake. Like I've never touched a snake, but like a lizard I've picked up. But like yeah. they're just. It's weird, man. They're just slimy, slippery, and I—I I don't know. I just—I don't like that. I don't, <laughs> don't like it. Man. I don't fuck with it. I don't. Fuck. I, I think like, uh, I think like reptiles. You can't tell them no, or you can't be trained. Like they can't be trained from like sound. You know what I mean? Like you get a cat, you kind of, kind of hang out with the cat, tell the cat no, teach the cat a trick or whatever the case may be. Same thing with like a dog. Yeah. Or like a bird. You know, you can teach it tricks. snake man snake's just rolling you can tell a snake roll over and that (laughs) motherfucker's gonna look at you sideways same thing with like a lizard or like a crocodile or you know like reptiles man they just they don't they don't listen man
1: do you think of uh do you think there's really reptilian humanoids
2: uh yeah yeah man i'm with it shapeshifters yeah yeah i'm with it i'm with it i feel like uh like, I believe in, like, in, uh, reincarnation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, being born something or someone else. And, man, you know, I have no doubt in my mind that, like, you know, like, animal, some animals could be, like, have been humans in the past life. Yeah. So that's why, I like, some dogs, they're just, like, really good companions. Like, I think, like, a really good companion is maybe that dog was a human in the past life, and he just, he just knows what he's going through. So and you think
1: just, as reincarnation as from any species?
2: Yeah, dude, I think you could switch from anything, man. I think you're, you know, if you believe in reincarnation, you believe in living a million years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you think uh, dinosaurs are a real thing, you know, I believe that there's an animal walking this earth that probably was a dinosaur probably, you know, a million years ago.
1: Yeah. Like a bird or something?
2: A bird, a crocodile or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, crocodiles are crazy to think, like, they could live up to, like, 100 Hundred years, yeah. One hundred fifty years. I mean, that's that's pretty nuts. I like. I don't even know what to do with my life for one hundred fifty years. I
1: know their life is probably if you put their whole life into like the busyness of a of a human's life, it's probably like thirty five years. You know, because they probably spend a whole year just not even moving.
2: Yeah, dude. That's how I feel about uh about like uh sea animals, like fish and shit. I think those are the worst animals. Yeah. To be like if 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 you if everybody got a chance to be like an animal like anything in the water would probably be last on the list, dude. They oh, don't yeah. sleep, man. They're just awake all the time.
1: Yeah. That shit's got to be boring, dude.
2: Yeah, dude. And it's dark. dark. all the time. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just you're literally just swimming. You know, if you ever watch those animal shows, like uh, these great whites will swim, you know, halfway across the world just to have a baby where they were born and then swim back. Yeah. For what, what kind of shit is that? <laughs> So you literally are doing the same thing. It took you three years to swim to this one place. You had your baby. Now you're going to swim three years to another place. Yeah. And then you get pregnant again. You got to swim three <laughs> years back. Like Your life is just swimming in a big-ass circle. Like the same shit yeah. over and over again. Like seals? Like, what is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, anything that has to do with like being in the water, man, that's that's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah, I'm good on that,
1: dude. Isn't it so crazy that like when you're on the beach, on the shore... You're really on the gateway to another world. Like that's the end of our world and the beginning of their world. Yeah. Who yeah. knows what? Dude,
2: the... I'm scared of the water, man. Honestly. Really? Any. I enjoy being around the water. I don't enjoy being in the water. Like the water, water kind of freaks me out.
1: Yeah. Have you ever it's had any deep. bad experiences or what?
2: Dude, I'll say this, and it's kind of like been in recent news here in Georgia. It was actually t- uh, trending on Twitter, like nationwide, like sometime last week, but uh, there's this man-made lake here called Lake Lanier in Georgia. It's yeah. About, about an hour and a half north of Atlanta. Yeah. Excuse me, man, but in the 1950s, it used to be a small town. They built, like, the river or whatever the case may be. They needed to build, like, a dam. So they flooded the city and made it into, like, a lake. They just pretty much dismantled the city. Okay. But in the city was, like, a big burial ground. So there were, like, random people were were buried there, I guess from, like, war or whatever the case may be. But, like, nobody knew who they were. They were just random bodies or whatever the case may be. So they flooded the whole thing. They made it into a lake. And it's one of the biggest lakes in Georgia. Like, people go fishing on it. Uh, You know, they do all sorts of shit on Lake Lanier. But every year on Lake Lanier, somebody dies and, like, mysteriously dies. And last week, two people died. And they drowned and they never, they haven't found the bodies yet. But Shit. when I was a kid, we used to go to Lake Lanier and I remember we just playing in the water and my, I remember my cousin Yoshi, like he was in the water maybe like knee deep, like he wasn't even, it wasn't even deep, maybe like halfway up your thigh, gotcha. thigh deep water. And I remember him cutting like his foot like, like gushed it like whole like foot just sliced. And I was like, man, what the hell happened? And I think I'm pretty sure he told me, like, man, it felt like somebody was pulling me into the water.
1: No way. And
2: and ever since then, like, nobody really fucks with Lake Lanier. But I think, like, since the 1950s, I want to say over... I'm going to say definitely over 300 deaths. But I think the number is, like, closer to, like, 600.
3: Whoa!
2: Look it up. Everybody who's watching or listening, Lake Lanier in Georgia, like, read the stories.
1: You know, that's so funny because... (laughs) When we went to Atlanta with Prep, we yeah. went to we went to Bass Pro Shop. And yeah. he's looking and he's like, oh, shit, there's a big-ass lake right here. And then we went to go visit you guys. And then we were telling you, oh, there's this big-ass lake. And everybody's like, nope, nope, nope. Nope,
2: nope, nope, yep, yeah, exactly. Nope, nope. Like, people don't fuck with it, man. But it's it's, it's crazy thing. Like, people still fuck with it but don't fuck with it. And the people who fuck with it don't really know. Like the history Got behind you. it, or like they don't pay attention to it. Or like, like it's crazy to say, but like for us, it's like, oh man, like man, another person, you know, died mm, in Lake Lanier. Yeah. It's just that's just what it is. But after a while, you gotta think like, man, somebody's died in Lake Lanier for like the last, you know, hundred years or sixty years or whatever the case may be. So like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't fuck with lakes, man. I, you just never know what's in it, what is like made around. Nah. nah well, it's what about
1: comparing that to any other lakes around you as far as deaths?
2: I don't think as many or definitely not as many for sure. Like it's definitely not like newsworthy. Why? Because lately they is so huge. Mm-hmm. It's so big. So like if a person died in another lake, it could be just because they, that person didn't know how to swim. Yeah. Or the case, you know, they, they thought they could swim to the other side. But like in Lake there, there's no way you could have thought you could swim to the other side of that lake or, you know, anything like that. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know why people get in the water at Lake have I, you heard I, I, any
1: other stories? Like is there a uh, lot of stories online and such?
2: Well, there's one story of this diver. He's like a professional like scuba diver, or he works for the county or something like that. So he's been like a part of a lot of the like rescue dives.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But he said when he first started diving in Lake near, he would go in and like he said the worst part of him, or the worst thing he's ever experienced was swimming through the water, like reaching out into the water and like filling a limb. And like pulling up like a body who doesn't like, you know, like I say it was it was a burial ground for sure was there. Mm-hmm. So they don't know if it's like a body from like another person or if it's just like a body floating up from like a grave. So yeah, I mean, I think the guy's name's like something Buchanan. I think it's like D Buchanan or something like that. He's got some pretty crazy stories about Lake Lanier. Wow. Do you yeah, ever man, see anything
1: that? crazy out that way? Um, like aliens or ghosts or anything like that
2: no nah, i believe in ghosts though yeah but my ghost is i think they're too smart to be caught mm. you know i just think like you know they're just too smart man like why why would they want us to see them one time or why would they like if they if they wanted us to see them mm-hmm. they would just make themselves visible for 20 seconds instead of half a second yeah like why would a ghost just appear for half a second so that's how I feel about ghosts. But I definitely believe in ghosts, though, man, for sure.
1: You think there's one posted
2: up at your pad right now? Shit, at the old pad, Emily used to be there all day.
3: Ooh, <laughs>
2: tell me about man, that. Man, I, I mean, I just had the old house, man. Like you know, grow, growing up, in a lot of houses here in Georgia have, you know, they have basements. Yeah. And uh, you know, this that typical like scary movie, you know, you watch growing up of like the person killing somebody and throwing that body in the basement yeah you know what i mean so like growing up being like having a house with a basement like you never wanted to be in the basement alone like there was always somebody like creeping or some shit like that but i, I believe in ghosts i think we can hear them i think they fuck shit up but as far as seeing them i don't man how, how do you feel about that
1: i believe in ghosts um yeah. every ghost listening right now i got mad respect for you uh just do your thing i don't need you to prove yourself to me but <laughs> we're good but I, I definitely would like to see an alien over a ghost yeah. for sure.
2: Oh no, yeah, one hundred percent. I, I would just like to see what an alien actually looks like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you think alien now, you think like the dude from a uh, Family or the uh, the American Dad, like the big, you know, big head, <laughs> yeah, 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 and skinny and shit like that. But dude, what if aliens look just like us, or they look like dude Transformers or some shit? You know? Yeah. Yeah, they. Yeah, I gonna, mean, man. they could
1: even be tiny. Like orbs and such.
2: Which yeah, for sure, man. I think if anybody's ever gonna see an alien, it's gonna be my boy Elon Musk. Yeah, I th- dude, I think he's a machine. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> he's a, a different
1: character for sure.
2: Yeah, he, he's he's unique, but he's unique and like with a very open mind. Yeah, like he's super smart, but he's not like he hasn't been like sheltered. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he he's very open to like ideas, and I think like that's like that's the that's the key to like a really smart person or to like a good person is just being open to things like understanding, you know what I mean? Like if me and you are always talking, but like you are, you're always correcting me or if I'm always correcting you, we're really not learning anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we're fighting each other on like a subject or something like that. And I think that's like our respect towards each other is like, we're very understanding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we listen to each other and you just understand. I think like that's what he does. Well, yeah, very well
1: definitely you know back on the subject of dreams um i want to ask you this because i've always thought about it and i i don't have a answer for it what do people that were born blind how did what do they dream of
2: i don't know man sound i think it's hard to say man i think not ever knowing what anything looks like is has got to be weird yeah so what can they really dream about because they've never seen it
0: exactly. you know what i mean like
2: How can they dream of a car? They don't ever know what a car looks like, you know what I mean, or whatever the case may be. So I I think their whole perception of life is through like a different lens, could be like very unique. Like the letter P could look like the letter A.
3: Yeah.
2: You know what I mean, or or a cat could be a freaking buffalo. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I mean, more power to man people who live with like uh, uh something like that, like. Uh, being blind or being deaf mm-hmm. or something like that I man like more power to him, man because i do think about that like not all the time but like pretty often like what would i do wh- wh- which one would i rather be like what can i live without and honestly man like it's never easy to choose like to not ever be able to hear anything yeah or not to be able to see anything or like feel anything it's it's tough man i don't like to think about it but i do and I'm, i mean, more power to him, man what, what do you think they see
1: I don't know, man. You know, I would really, really like to have a conversation with somebody. I just wouldn't want to be disrespectful or make them feel a certain way. But if 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 they were a person that's very, you know, um, outspoken and they just understand what life has dealt them and they want to talk about it, dude, I would love to have that conversation because I think that that would just give me a different way of, of looking at things. You know, I, I just thought about it right now. You know, uh, I always think that you know, we've had past lives. I think that we have because there are certain there's certain things that I do, certain reasons of the way that I'll, I'll come to a conclusion or doing something, not doing something, doing it a certain way. Like I've never had any experience in that in that field. But like my instinct goes a certain way, you know. Yeah. And then I think like where does that instinct even come from? Even like yeah. on um, you know planet Earth, where they have the the the, the lizards, and they're yeah. born, and then right when they're born, they know they have to run to these rocks, or the lizard or the snakes are gonna get them. Like, how yeah. do they know that? You yeah. Know? So I feel like we have remnants in our DNA from our past lives that helps us navigate through uh through life. You know, maybe that's what like deja vu is. You know, it, it's like something from the past or whatever, you know, I feel like there's certain things inside of me that feel a lot older than I really am. Um, and maybe that's what dreams are is, you know, memories from past lives and, who knows what that past life was? It doesn't have to be on a timeline. So I was yeah. born in 85, so I had to have died in 85. So I had to be born however, you know, so I was born in 65 or whatever happened. You know, time yeah. can be, I could be, my next life could be in the way in the past. past and then yep, in the yep. future, it's just not even this this earth, everything, you know, that's yeah. why dreams are so crazy. So what if you were born blind, but you're still dreaming, But you have no way to even explain what you're seeing.
2: Seeing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an interesting take, man, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, when when you get somebody on to talk about that, I kind of want to be a part of that.
1: Imagine that, dude.
2: (laughs) Yeah, dude. I I just want to know, like, I just want to know what it feels like or what they feel like when they're around people. Yeah. And people are talking about something. You know what I mean? Like. I, I don't know anybody blind nor deaf. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I couldn't imagine being around somebody and like talking about mm, you know my favorite color, or you know something that they couldn't experience. Like, like does that make them feel bad? Does that make them you know feel a certain yeah. way? Like do they do they do they now like resent you for talking about that around them? Well, or then you could do think- they look at it as like you know what like? You know, I think it's pretty. You know, they probably think like, "Oh, it's pretty cool." I do look at this color a certain way. Or yeah, I have an own image in my head.
1: Yeah. So. it could be that they're just a person as well, and one person will handle tragedy way different. different and I don't way. want, I don't want to even say tragedy. You know, I, I don't mean any disrespect to anybody that w- that was born um, you know, blind or deaf or anything like that, but just born differently than others. Some people they'll capitalize on it and some people they'll let that control the rest of their life, you know? So you would really have to find that kind of person who's open and who wants to talk about it. Who's kind of like, you know, takes life how it is. But, um, we're just talking about privileges, you know, sight is a privilege you know that's a privilege that we don't think is that big of a deal because most people have sight but the people that don't have sight it's definitely a privilege that we do have it but the same same way to go to a concert and your homie's six five you know and and you're five six and that dude gets to see everything and you're just like damn i wish i was that tall but you're not just looking at the guy like it's ruining your day Day, you're just like oh that that would be dope if I was as tall as that dude.
2: No, nah, man. If if I was at a concert and a six five dude stood in front of me, I'd probably I I'd, I'd probably be upset. Man, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, man. I've had that happen before, man. Like and I and like you know what that's happened to me before, and I just thought to myself like, and you not give a fuck about anybody else? Like, <laughs> like come on, man. Like you 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 turned around and you looked how and saw how short I was and like how short everybody else. Was. Like you had to you had to be right here. Like you couldn't go off into the side a little bit. But what about he wants to experience it, dog? I feel you, but you know, but him being that tall, he can experience that shit ten rows back. Still, you know what I mean?
1: What if he would have had somebody on his shoulders then?
3: Would that oh, have dude, been better?
2: More, I, 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 I'm not down with that shoulder shit at all, <laughs> at all, man. Why? I feel like, uh, I feel like women they get to take advantage of that more because obviously, you know, a guy wants, you know, yeah. a woman on his shoulders, like. It ain't gonna be two dudes fucking shoulder up with my fucking balls on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So like, man, nah, man, like being on the shoulder things, like, dude, if you're gonna do that shit, take that shit to the back. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. And, and and definitely, like, whoever shoulders you on, you know, make sure he gets a rub me down or something later. Yeah. because you know? he's he's working hard down there. Like he, he might be seen like he's having fun, but that that man's struggling down there. Yeah. Dude. And he's he's struggling hard.
1: He he's working hard for that that five minutes later at yeah. at the oh, yeah. at the end of the night.
2: Dude, and uh, dude, I, I tell people all this time, man, and like I tell girls these, this all the time, but uh, men will do anything mm-hmm. to get to get the booty. Yeah, anything, say anything, they would do anything. Yeah, that's, sorry to you know shoot us out like that, man. That's just that's just the way it is, man. Yeah,
1: it is. It's the, it's the goal at the end, man. And <laughs>
2: yeah, if, if, yeah.
1: If dudes use that motivation of getting pussy to like other
2: things. Yeah. Dude, sky's the limit. <laughs> sky's the limit. Like, like, just think about this. Like, five minute rub me down, generational wealth.
3: Yeah, I think
2: I'm gonna go with the rub me down. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? I just, and that's the way it seems like. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go with the rub me down. You know that 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 instant. And I, but I think that's like a, that's, I hate to say, it, man, but it's like a millennial thing yeah. about being like just have instant satisfaction and in yeah. Having everything to be perfect, and I think that's like hurt society. Is yeah. trying to like get that instant gratification, and then having it wanting to have it be perfect. Also, you know what I mean? Like I want to be six five, built with a you know a nice car and a nice house. You know what I mean? But if I was five six with a nice house with a lot of money, I would be mad that I'm only five six. But yeah. not appreciating that you had anything else. You know what I mean? But I, I think that's, that's just a part of like how we grew up like our parents were super hard on us we grew up and we always told ourselves we're never going to be like our parents and it would become so loosely that like you lose you lose track of those values that came along with every lesson like your parents taught you growing up so i know like like spanking children is yeah. like frowned upon that yeah my grandma used to whip my ass really <laughs> you know what i mean Whip my ass bro with my ass like switch go outside like drill me with some switches you know pops needs to just kick my ass you know what i mean but like it made me fear not in a bad way but in more of like a motivational way like all right i'm gonna become stronger so i don't get my ass whooped hmm. you know what i mean or or like am i gonna steal this from the store or should i just go customize grass for it real quick yeah because if i can just cut the grass where i can just go get it but if i steal it i'm gonna get my ass whooped a little bit later yeah like, i think like like not fearing something, like kind of, kind of puts like the world in a crazy space.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with you to a point. Um, I don't I don't agree with hitting kids. Um, yeah. You know, I I think that there's definitely a lot more ways of getting their attention, and in the old days, that was the easiest thing to do. You know, because it's it's through all spectrums, everybody, mm-hmm. every race, religion, everybody. It seems like that's that's the way that they dealt with it is, uh, you know, it was even it was even done at school, you know, schools, mm-hmm. churches and things like that. But I, I feel like that it's my responsibility as a parent to be able to um, get this message across without using fear or intimidation and mm-hmm. using that as, you know, the, the, the glass case last resort where, mm-hmm. yo, this kid is either going to go to jail gonna join a gang or i'm gonna break this fucking case and stop this shit right now you know but for things to get to that point it just doesn't happen off bat you know i mean some kids it does because they're just evil little kids you know but it 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 takes a lot of the uh, the parents as well you know and not saying that the parents were bad but you know, parents had to work. They had to do a lot of things and they, ha- they had um, a lot of responsibilities well, and and they really didn't have as much fun as we do nowadays. If you think about it, bro, right? Go back to your parents' yeah. age. When your parents were your age, my parents were my age, I guarantee I'm having way more fun than them. Oh,
2: a hundred times bro! Right? A hundred times more. They had so much more responsibility than we had. Yeah, and I think like growing up, like, I'm not talking, like, full force, like, closed fist hitting somebody. I'm yeah. just, you know, just just spanking them, bending them over, giving them a couple on, you know, just not enough to where they hurt, but enough for them to feel it. Yeah.
3: I feel you know
2: you. What I mean? Like my, like, my grandma, like, she wouldn't hit me with, like, a full-on log. You know what I mean? She would make me go get the skinniest freaking tw- uh switch and hit me with it. And those were the worst. Those Like, they didn't hurt, but they stung so bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like getting, like, a, a shot. In your shoulder You know what I mean Like the needle that, that first prick Just fucking hurts But I mean yeah I mean I feel like man Just a, a, a love tap Here and there I think it, gets, it goes A long way I feel like But yeah. you know his own You know what I mean I, yeah. I, I'm not saying that it, it, I'm not saying that It's it, it's Like if you do it Like your kid's gonna Grow up better Or anything like that You know what yeah. I mean But like I said well, Every kid is different They learn different I just, I just I just To me I just think We're a little easy on kids Yeah But like I said man They're, they're kids They are kids though so.
1: Yeah, they are kids, dude. And and now since we have so many more things than our parents did, we have the ability to take away stuff from them. I mean yeah. like when I was younger, I didn't even have a TV in my room. So what are you gonna yeah. do? What are you gonna take away? I don't even have shit. You're gonna take away yeah. my color pencils? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You know, but now you take away their phone, boom, they're back. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm sorry. Like, all right, cool, you know? But it's just it's just the way that uh however you deal with it, you know, um just like drinking, you know i I have a certain way of thinking about it, but if somebody else they do it, that's that's how they choose to do it, you know
2: yeah, for sure for sure definitely man with like drinking and stuff like that, like I'm definitely not afraid to step in and tell somebody like they're fucking up though yeah, that's like, good. I feel like I feel like you know we always tell people like mind their business. And, you know, things like that. But, like, in any case with, like, drinking or injustice or, like, anything, like, it is your job, like, a random, even at a random person, it is your job to, like, step in when you see some shit being fucked mm-hmm. up. You know what I mean? Like, I used to bartend at a restaurant, you know what I mean? Like, bartending in a restaurant, bartending in the airport, like, professional getting people drunk type shit. You know, what I mean, especially like in the airport, the more money you spend, you know, obviously the, the better tip we get or the higher tip we get. But I used to tell people, man, like when they were drinking, I used to like literally just not make a lot, but just go tap them on the shoulder. and be like, all right, man, uh, you're really fucking up right now, man. And I, I've told like plenty of people that like you're fucking up. Shut the fuck like, up. Yeah. And they'll straighten up. Like some people will straighten up. Like no doubt about it. But like, oh, oh. you know, they kind of feel embarrassed. Like, yeah. You know, some like that. Some people will straighten up. But like you get some people are like, dude, mind your business. Give me another beer. And, like, I, I, I've cutting people off, like, nah, bro, you don't get another beer, man, because you don't know how to handle your shit. Like, you don't realize that you're in a public place Yeah. inside of a, like, very private place being inside the airport. So, man, I, you know, I've kicked people out of bars before, man. But, like, I think it's a responsibility for anybody when they see something wrong. Like, even if it's just on the street a random shit, Yeah. like, step in. Because, like, that could be, like, the change in somebody's life. You can You know, save somebody's life. You can, you know, make somebody realize something that they're doing something wrong. True. Like always, always like intervene. And I think we had this conversation the last time I was on a pod about like homeless people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a line with homeless people. You know what I mean? Like some homeless people are worse, but some people are homeless who aren't trying to be homeless. But then there are homeless people who are trying to be homeless. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's you gotta step in and you gotta say you know, just talk to the homeless person because it's hard to be homeless. You know what I mean? Like, you can name if – if everything went wrong right now, you can name 10 people who will have your back. Yeah. To, you know, to get you through it. Like, homeless people had to skip those 10, and they got to the homeless part. They got to the very bottom breaking point. So, like, talk to them, man. Like, ask them how they got there. You know, ask them what you could do to avoid the situation. Ask them if there's anything that you can do to help them out to
4: mm. maybe
2: get the ball rolling in the right way for them. You know what I mean? Even if it's just like, you know, if you're in the neighborhood and you pass the same homeless person every day and you notice, like, the streets are fucking bad or, like, they're dirty, just tell them, like, hey, man, you know, tomorrow if this block is clean, man, you know, I'll I, you know, i give you, like, 20 or 30 bucks or I'll, I'll go buy you a nice dinner or, you know, I'll wash your clothes or I'll give you some new shoes or whatever yeah. the case may be. I'll, I'll take you to go get an interview or whatever the case may be because I don't think we do, and I'm guilty of it, I don't think we do enough to help homeless people. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean – I mean, I've been like a lot of places around the, the world and like the homeless people just live different around the world. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I hate to say it, but like to us, like our homeless people, but to like in other countries, those are just the mass majority living in like the slums. Yeah. And they deal with it and they make the best of it. You know what I mean? But they're not getting uh, as much help as they need to. And I think we all could do a better job of just giving a helping hand for it. And, like, either, you know, listening to their story and telling it and how they got there, uh, what we can do to avoid it, what we can do to help it. Yeah. So I'm all all for that, man. Humanize them. Yeah, humanize them. Just give them a chance. You know what I mean? Like, and like like I said, don't get me wrong. You know, there there are some homeless people who want to be homeless. I mean, they're not really trying. Yeah. But you got some people who, like, they just hit rock bottom. You know what I mean? Just think about a a homeless person. If they don't have a home, they don't have a washer or dryer, obviously. Uh, You know, their clothes are going to be old. They're going to, excuse me, they're going to be dirty. How can they walk into anywhere and get a job interview? You know what I mean? If you got some old clothes, old pair of jeans, you see somebody, you think they're going to fit. But, hey, man, you want these jeans or a nice polo. You know, if you see them again and they look clean, like, man, you know you're trying to go get a job or you know, yeah. you're trying to help me out, do like some yard work or whatever the case may be, you know, just, just give them a chance. I think everybody deserves a chance. You know, like I said, forgiveness, uh, help people out. You know, it's our job to look next to us and say, Hey man, you need some help. Cause you know, I, I can give it to you. Man, yeah. we, Cause at the end of the day we all got more than we need, you know, regardless if you think you don't have enough, then you got enough. Yeah. You got a lot more than a lot of other people do. Yeah, you know, not, not just here in the states, but you know, anywhere in the world, man. I, we just didn't do a new, better job, man. Where do you feel like
1: you got this perspective from, and how long do you think you've had it, just about the way that you look at life?
2: Man, I just think like my parents, man. You know, like growing up, my parents didn't talk about like where they came from in Cambodia a lot, or like the time period of when they came, which is like during a civil war. But like, you look at it and. You know, you say they came from a village, mm-hmm. and I, I call it the village effect. You know, when you live in a village, you know, everybody eats together. You know, when you have a a, a ceremony, everybody in a in the village comes. You know what I mean? When you go hunt, everybody has a representative from their family to go with the village to hunt. So when they catch something, everybody in the village eats. You know what I mean? And when nobody in the village eats, nobody in the village eats. You know what I mean? So I, I just take that and apply it to life. You know what I mean? Like, we all got to eat. You yeah. know, we can't... There's no point of being greedy. You know what I mean? Take what you can get. Nothing's going to be perfect. You know what I mean? If you got a family of four to feed and you only get food for three people, you should make the best of it. Everybody's just going to have to take a cut back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think that's where it's from, man. My my grandma, she raised me, me and most of my cousins. You know, and her, her having... 11 kids I think is what it was and bringing them all here to the states man it's hard work so I think that's where I get it from man honestly
1: I love and, it you know. Man.
2: and that and experiences you know yeah. what I mean like uh, Boom my cousin uh, if you know him you know he's a big big guy yeah shout out he's to Boom yeah uh, shout out to Saint Center yeah uh, Saint CBD Center. CBD uh, baby CBD if you need it he's got it go holler at him uh, they're on all social network platforms
3: yeah uh, hell yeah
2: yeah but you know he 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 provided me with a good um like blueprint. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like growing up I was you know I was inside his pocket all the time. I was just with him. You know what I mean? And uh he always let me do what I needed to do with fair warning. You know what I mean? He would say, "Look, you don't need to smoke weed or whatever, but if you want to, go ahead. You know, I'm not going to stop you from doing it." Yeah. And like that that choice of letting me like experience something and then letting me decide on my by myself if i liked it or not you know it, you know gave me like a uh like a thinking like everybody's got a choice to do something and you know you got to give the people the opportunity to make those choices because if you don't give those people the opportunity they would never know it. like I said, going back to the spaghetti thing yeah you know what i mean if you're giving just if you're giving a person spaghetti every day that's he's gonna think that's the best shit ever that's all he's ever gonna want he's never gonna know about like lasagna or yeah. pizza or sandwiches or anything like that. So give people options. Give people choices. Let them make, you know, get the experience and then let them, and then decide what you want. And I think I think for kids, too, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I like sports or a career, like always plugging in, like doctor, lawyer, whatever the case may be. Just let him do what he likes, man. Like I said, my parents wanted me to be a doctor. Obviously, growing up, you know, all Asian people want... You know, want their kids to be doctors. Yeah, it's not something I like. You know, what I mean, and I I told my parents maybe you know about about ten years ago. You know, I didn't I didn't want to do college anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My my parents were like, oh, you know, we we brought you over here to you know do something better. And I was like, you know, I am doing better. I'm doing a lot better than where y'all like you said like yeah. where y'all at, at my age. I'm doing a lot better. I'm I'm doing the experiences. That you guys were never ever able to do, yeah. you know, travel the world. That's something you you would never ever have thought I would be doing. But yeah, I'm doing. It. You know what I mean? Or or like living downtown in the city. You know, you never thought I would, but I'm. You know, I'm doing it. Yeah. So you know, everything that you thought I should be doing and couldn't do, I'm doing it to show you that we can do it. And you know, whatever choices people make, like might be different, might be the wrong road, but It's an experience that you never thought that person was going to do, and they did it. Yeah. So, I mean, and and, and just like with you, man, I mean, you know, you had a dream what you were in sixth grade, seventh grade with Downstar?
1: Yeah, I was a sophomore.
2: Sophomore, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm pretty sure people looked at you and were like, dude, you don't, you know, you need to go to college. Yeah. Or whatever the case may be. And and you think, like, man, you know, college is cool, but I don't think it's necessary, like, for everybody. Everybody's got to choose their own path. Like, you can't be for. If you force, if you're forcing something, you know, it's not, it's not going to work. You know, I think doing what you feel like is right or what you want to do is, you know, goes a lot further than being successful in a way. You know what I mean? Like I'm successful in my own little lane. Yeah. You know, I, I I went here and I did this and it's not like as big as your lane, you know what I mean? But it's the lane I wanted. To
3: yeah, do. yeah, 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 yeah.
2: You know I mean, Cause like said, I'm sure you're you're super proud of like where Downstar is. I'm I'm sure your dad is super proud and Ashley and Christian, yeah. they're all super proud of where you know where it began. And dude, I, I do me and Boona talk about it all the time. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, dude, you know, Frank, Frank's still rolling. You know, he's still going. Boona's like, yeah, man, you know, I you know, I call him and ask him for tips for, you know, he's got Saint and Center going yeah. on, how he can uh, approach that business mode. But, you know, it's it's your niche, it's what you're proud of. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure. Maybe not all the way short, but I'm pretty sure somebody could offer you a shitload of money, but you wouldn't. Yeah. Because that's your shit. Yeah, that's me. That's you. Know, that's, your, that's, your, that's you. You know what I mean? Like, whenever you think Frank, you, you know, you're going to think Downstar. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be, you don't want to sell it off to somebody who's going to uh, mess up your brand or turn it into something that you never thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, w- with that in life is, you know, just. Make sure you're making good choices. Make sure you're a good person. Yeah, you know, think the village effect. You know what I mean? Like if somebody eats in your family, everybody's gotta eat, I like or that. your your friends, or whatever the case may be. And when you and when one person doesn't eat, the whole village doesn't eat. Yeah, you I mean, you just just look out for that village. You know what I mean? So,
1: yeah. chubby, I love it, bro. You know, I love having these combos with you um, on air and off air, dude. I, I I very value them a lot, man. Um, you have a very unique. Uh, way of looking at things and it's dope man I appreciate your friendship a lot dude
2: and say likewise man you know what I mean Frank I love you man love you, you too I mean? brother we had, some, we had good times man we've had some very good times man a lot of like sessions in the garage yeah uh, dude a lot of like going to these shows and, and I'll make this clear to everybody I don't know shit about cars <laughs> like, shit I could change my oil I could change my tire <laughs> that's it. I do not know shit about cars like what me and Frank have in common has nothing to do with he's super passionate about. You know, he's super passionate about cars, but we share a passion outside of cars. Yeah. So that, you know, that shows a person like who Frank is. um you know yeah. I mean? so yeah, it, it's I,
1: rare, man. It's it's definitely rare and it's crazy how how things happen, you know. Um just taking that risk to uh to try to spread the word of the brand, going to another part of the country I've never been to meeting people I've never met and then, you know, being vulnerable and just talking to people and building friendships and then it blossoming 10 years later into a lifelong friendship. You know, I feel like I could just fly to Atlanta right now and we're going to have a great time, you know?
2: too, man, I'll hook this macaroni and cheese up for you, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> he has the best mac and cheese ever, bro. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to visiting you hopefully before – the year ends, man, hopefully before all this uh, this craziness goes down. So I head out there and, you know, maybe just come up for a weekend. Just chill out there and just enjoy the time, man. Have some good conversations.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. You know, uh, doors always open for you, man. Couch is always on, uh, you know, in the living room oh, for yeah. you. Mac and cheese on deck, you know, with the flowers on deck, man. You know, everybody likes hanging out with you, man. We we, we love you here on the East Coast, man. You're always welcome. Likewise,
1: man. bro. Likewise, man. So, Chubb, before we get out of here, bro, um, where can everybody find you at? And where can they follow along with your uh, worldly
2: travels? Oh, shoot, man. Let me see. I don't even remember my own shit, man. Honestly. Uh, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm Chubb624 on Instagram. Chubb624.
3: Uh,
2: I'm an avid traveler, man. You know, I try to. You know, if you look at my page, there's a lot of nature stuff, uh, a lot of stuff around the world, uh, experiences, man. Uh, you know, just just understanding culture. Culture is a big thing to me. I feel like if you don't understand culture, then your mind is. I don't want to talk bad about anybody, man. But if you if you don't understand culture, man, you're 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 missing out.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, if, you're,
2: if, if you're eating spaghetti every day, uh, you're missing out. Yeah. Uh, if you're only watching one news outlet uh you're you're missing out on a perspective. Yeah. Uh and if you're uh you know, if you feel like the the world isn't going your way, you know, just keep on going and uh change your mindset up. I feel like a lot of people are stagnant because they won't change uh their groove up. Yeah. So uh, you know, change your groove up, uh, you know, follow what you what you like, you know, smell the flowers when you want to, eat when you wanna eat, uh Keep it under control. Love thy neighbor. Uh, forgiveness yeah. and uh, you know just keep on loving, man. That's it.
1: I love it, bro. Chubby, love you, man. Thank you for your time, bro. I appreciate Anytime, it. Man.
2: It, was a, it, was a, it was a good time, man. I'm uh, I'm glad we got to kick this off, man. Uh, what, what time is it over here? Uh, what is it? It's,
1: it's almost going to be 8 o'clock right now. 8
2: o'clock. Just prime time for y'all, man. It's 11 p.m. here. Prime time, man. To-
1: I'm about to go home, get some dinner, and then uh, go chill out. Hopefully catch some of you guys on live tonight. But uh, Chubby, thank you, bro. I appreciate it. And um, I really want to have you as a regular on the show. You know, the conversation that, that you and I have... It's similar to the conversations that my buddy TJ and I have, my cousin Prep and I have, and all the time, dude. And my cousin Ross. People are always asking, "When are you gonna bring them on? When are you gonna bring them on?" Because these are the real conversations that, like, you know, the awesomeness comes out of it. And uh, the ones that we do with people, where we're asking them about, you know, their their history, their cars, their business. Those are awesome too but I feel like we get a little deeper on episodes like this, and I would definitely like to have you back on um, oh, for in the sure, near future. Uh,
2: for sure, man. I'm, all, I'm I'm open to it, man. I like, um, I, you know, before we start, I said, man, you know, perspective is a big thing. So I always like the for people to get a perspective, yeah. you know, either from a different culture or, you know, different coasts. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm up for it, man. You just let me know when and where, man, and, and I'll I'll always uh, leave a time slot open for you, man.
1: Thank you, always. brother. All right, guys, make sure you – uh. Go check out Chubby. Give him some love. And uh, also check out our sponsor, Heeltoe Automotive. They've been around since 2002 supplying you guys with all the Honda parts that you need. Mark's a great guy. You call him up, text him, or anything like that. He'll help you guys out, whatever you need. Heeltoeauto.com on Instagram, Toe Automotive. And um, please show Chubby some love. This is my guy right here. And uh, thank you guys for listening, man. This is episode 179, and we're out. Peace.